across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Do you know what? We're going to try and do the show standing up tonight. If I can get the microphone to, to stay in an erect position, that's what we're going to do. Can we compile a list of jobs you can do standing up? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's the time of the season when love runs high. In this time, give it to me easy. Let me try with pleasured hands To take you in the sun To promise lands To show you Like me, as you take us any time, to show you what you need to live. Tell it to me slowly, tell you what I really want to know. It's the time of the season for Keyboards, let him wig out, let him wig out. Oh, 
Right, that's just silly now. Um, that's the zombies. Now, I'm doing the show standing up. Catherine, come and join me, because you seem to find this amusing. I'll have it be known that Dr. Fox does his shows uh, standing up, and I'm standing up this evening. Why do you find that um, so amusing? Because you are the world's tiredest man. That's because I'm on, um, that's because I'm, I'm mentally ill. So now you're saying, uh, that, um, mentally ill people aren't allowed to stand up? No. Is that what you want, Donald Trump? Because no. that's what's going to happen in fascist America. No, I just know you, and I know I am within about 45 minutes. In fact, I was just saying this to John, who is our Ed tonight. Yes. You said, I'm going to stand up. I went, right, give it 45 minutes before he's saying he's tired. Well. Straight away. Oh, Cap, I'm a bit tired now. I am, well, you know, you know I'm not, um, I might can have I to sit, sit down. down. Actually, you can sit down. I might have to sit down because these microphones aren't as sturdy. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I'm fine, I'm fine like that. Um, I used to work with someone who stood up all the time and he had like a Britney mic. Yeah, or sometimes. What, you're working in a call centre? Kind of. Oh. Sometimes he had um, a microphone with a long lead and he used hey, to walk around the studio like a stand-up. Hang on a second, hang on a second. This show is um, is like a call centre. Maybe there's a kind of slogan or something we can do. This, uh, the talk radio, the call centre of dreams. It's it's the first idea. I'm literally just throwing that out there. If we had a whiteboard. Here, here's one. Here, here we go. We Le- late nights. Late, I've got one. Bring it in. Late nights with Ian Lee. Your first call for utter balls. Well, that's rude. Have you got the whiteboard in your car? No, I took it oh, out recent, yeah. fairly recently, in fact. We need a whiteboard. Tonight's show, dear listener, is, um... God, seeing those two absolute muppets together, um, um, May and Trump, makes me want to, um, be a basketball player and have my eyes pop out, but then I wouldn't put my eyes back in. I would... Hey, I wonder if... This is true, OK? This this comes from something. A basketball player, his eye popped out. Yeah. As he was going for a basket. And as he was shooting a hoop. There's footage of it. Um, but you don't see the eye. I wonder... Right, if your eye pops out, you can see through the eye. Right. Where would you put the eye? I'd suck it. Oh, God, why? I would suck it and I'd swallow it. Because it's still attached, so you see, and then you can sick it back up. If an eye, if your eye popped out, where would you put it? Um, I would put it in, um... Don't, don't be vulgar. Don't be vulgar. Oh, it's a family okay. show. Okay. Uh, I would put it, uh... uh it's I, not I, that... I kind of like it in rather than out, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> You're like that, um, lady. Page three of the star. Juicy Jessica. That's horrible, isn't it? Because we all know what juicy means. It's the page three model in the star. Juicy Jessica. We all know what juicy means, don't we? Juicy Jessica. Isn't that like a standard sort of stripper name? Extravagant. So, the show tonight is 0344 is the telephone number. So, if your eye popped out, where would you put it? I think I'd put it in my daughter's school bag, thinking about it, if I can't put it anywhere rude. No, well, it would still be attached to you, mate. Um, bands that don't get uh, the respect they deserve, and tonight's show is sponsored by The Zombies. Mm. we got um, Rod Argent from The Zombies is on at the end, of, later on in the show, talking about zombies, talking about beach boys, talking about fake, the fake zombies. Did you hear him refer to Paul McCartney just as Paul? Yes, I did. I did. Loved that. I loved it. He was brilliant. And also, he the world. Ex- I think we had a world exclusive. 
that they're going to record a new album. Mm. That's a world exclusive. You know, he could have gone round to his house. He lives around the corner from me. Um, well, we, well, somewhere much nicer. It would have been it mm. would have been quicker than doing the phone interview because all the phones were knackered here. Well, unless you like Echo, he mm. was. It was bless him. He was very very patient with your technical inefficiency. Not my fault. It well, it it, it was actually it was. It was. Um, Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So we're talking about that jobs you can do standing up. Let's let's just let's just play jobs you can do standing up tennis. Quick quick round tennis. Uh, okay, that's not a job. It is. Train driver. How sure are you about that? I'm pretty sure mm. that they stand up. Are you? Or at the best, they have. I know those... they walk out. Hey, that's good. At the best, they have. Um, the kind of um, seats that you just stick in the ground. Like these type of McDonald's where you could just lean. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. leaners. Go on, your turn. Okay, standing up jobs, standing up jobs. Oh, hairdresser. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm um, going to have to stand up because I can't bear the pacing. No, sit down, sit down. Cause, um, I feel I'm like enjoying... I've been told off. Yeah, we are in many ways. Um... Standing up. Oh, um, traffic cop. No, that's not true. I drove home last night and I was getting very close to my route. And, um, there was a police car blocking the road. And there had been a very serious accident. Mm. But the guy was, the copper was still in the car. Dangerous. And all he did was he just wound down his windows, didn't even look at me, stuck his arm out, and just made a circular motion to say, turn around. Mm. So, traffic cop, no. Um, lollipop lady. Yes, that's a very good one. Um, chef. Um, no. Yes. No. Yes. I'm not going to allow that. If you're that. having train driver, I'm having chef. Why are you having a chef? I'm sure I've they seen a... They don't sit down. Come on. I'm sure I have seen a chef on their derriere. No. I'm sure of it. Impossible. Um, okay. Um, just getting the vibe. Is, is uh, uh, Alan? Am I ringing him back? No, I'm ringing him back. It's fine. I'm not sure about that. Is... Him, him. Hey, it's Carl and Caddick, everybody. Hooray. How are you, Carl? Yo. By standing up, it, it feels a bit more like a club, a bit more like a posse. It feels like I can play into an actual audience. I, I know technically we don't have an audience listening I'm to it, us. and I'm looking quite miserable on the front, front row. Well, that's... The um, usual. <clears throat> that's your problem. Alan, we're playing... It turns out it's harder to do than y- we thought. That's a good title for a game. It's harder to do than we thought. Right. But that we're not playing that. We're playing stand-up job tennis. Stand-up job tennis? Yeah. Sounds promising. Oh, what a surprise. You weren't, weren't listening, listening to the show when you phoned in. Well, well, I've got a bunch of people... There we go. No bones will be no, picked. He doesn't listen to the show. And he phones up. He doesn't listen to the show. It's an outrage. Um, it's an outrage. So. Standing up. Standing up. Um, oh, 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 I'll tell you what do. We're going to have a break. Then when we come back, if you were listening to yesterday's show, you would have heard, <laughs> this is fun, this, you would have heard me talking about how I was scammed. And, and it's a real pain in the backside, because I've had to cancel my bank card, and I had to withdraw some money, and I'm, I'm on a bit of a budget this weekend. But, yes? on the upside, we saw the birth of, a, of an acting genius in the form of Karen Baxter. Uh, Ka- well, that was you, you idiot. <laughs> but, so, so I, got, I got scammed yesterday, mm. um, and was speaking to a young lady called Katie or Michelle, depending on... Probably on, not even that, it's probably n- Brenda. Neither of those things. Um, and um, we phoned her up several times. Yeah. We didn't get to tell her that she was actually going to be a radio star. Oh, no. 
we got to tell her today. We got hold of her again. Um, and we had a... We actually had a nice word with her. Oh, three! Four, it's Friday! It's going to be a bit of a slapdash show, guys. I'm standing up in, in my stocking feet. Look, I've got, I've got my shoes or anything. Can I go and get my computer? No, you can go and sit in there and do your job. Oh. You were just brought in as an hors d'oeuvre. So you've used me, now I'm being discarded. Spitting you out. Oh, oh. three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, um, we'll play you in a bit what happened when we managed to get hold of uh, Katie, stroke Michelle, stroke whatever her name is, the Dodge Pot woman who's going around fleecing people and stealing money from their accounts. And it wasn't until I got in, as I was getting into bed last night, I realised how close to a disaster I'd been. For those of you who missed it, I got a text from my bank saying um, there's been fraudulent activity on your ba- uh, on your card. Phone this number. So I phoned the number and I gave them my bank account and I gave them my sort code and I gave them my card number. I know, John, I know. Um, and then she asked me to put my card into the pin sentry machine and get the number, right? And that's when I got a bit suspicious and I went, Michelle, I'll be honest, I'm starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable with this. She went, no, 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 it's fine. And I started to give her the number and then I stopped. And it wasn't until I got into bed, as I was getting into bed, I went, oh, no. Because if I'd have given her that number, she'd have logged on to my bank account and would have wiped it all out. All £67 of it, she would have wiped it out. So um, that was a close call. That was a very close call. We'll um, hear from her in a minute. Before that, though, um, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? And when do we want it? Right, you kind of come back to you in a minute because you're annoying me. Well, e- Emma. Hello. Hello, Emma. Hi. Hi, Emma. Hi. Hi, Emma. Hi. What is going on with... Right, you're annoying me now. Gatford. Yes. What do you want? Um, I well, thought I would bring something to the, the conversation this evening. Yes. Uh, it occurred to me earlier that um, I didn't know... The, uh, the song I Fought the Law by The Clash wasn't by The Clash. You absolute muppet. You idiot. You what? imbecile. You thick numpty. You don't deserve to have ears. How could you not know that? My youngest son, who only turned five last weekend, knows that The Clash didn't do I Fought the Law first. Well, and you, go, you came to be a grown-up adult and you didn't realise that. How dare you phone in my radio show? How dare you even listen? How dare you follow me on Twitter? Don't just delete your account. Delete your life. Delete your entire existence from ever having happened. You don't deserve to breathe the same air that I breathe. Dumb? Yeah, I'm dumb. Okay. I didn't know. Well, you're a, you're a pudding. Yeah, well, you know. So the topic is, that yeah. I thought I'd bring, is are there songs out there that you think were a cover, but you didn't know that? Or, you're, uh, you know, or that you thought were written no, by the band? No, no, I know, I know, no. I know most of, I think I know all cover songs... Ah. And, uh, yes, I think I do, that yeah. That sounds like a bold statement to make. Well, uh, the thing is, Gatford, how many editions of Mastermind have you won? Well, sitting at home, plenty. Well, A, I don't believe you. Well, B, you've never been here to see him. C, you're a C. D, 
give one of them as well. E, up yours. I can't do the S, it's too difficult. Yes, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Um, how about, well, you won, you only won the one. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's for starters. That's the hors d'oeuvres. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Do How many episodes of The Weakest Link have you won? Well, as the programme's not on anymore, uh, none. Uh, well, the programme isn't on anymore, but I've won one. Yeah, How but many... you, won, you won one with comedians, Ian. Come on. Um... Wasn't, uh, wasn't Bernard Manning there? No, do you know what, actually? You're, you're right. That £20,000 I, I won for, uh, multiple sclerosis doesn't count. I, I never said anything about the winnings. I said the actual way you won it. I said nothing about the winnings. Um, my computer screen, this is not for you, my Uh computer screen is shut down. So if anyone can come and fix my computer screen... Give that bloke Murdoch a ring. That would be, that would be awesome. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, but I know, uh, Stephen, what's his face? Uh, No, this, this is knackered, and I don't, I don't have a keyboard for it, so, um... Yeah, it could be a good show. People are just coming in to look at the broken screen. Well, do you know what, guys... That's all right. There's still, it's not. There's a radio show going okay, on already, is there? Right. Um. How? Okay. Continuing. Yes. How many episodes of Ready Steady Cook have you won? Well, again, none. But I haven't had the privilege of a television program like you, so I haven't been asked on any. Well, hang on a minute. They let civilians go on these programmes. Yeah, but you thought O'Connell, that's nothing. Yeah, but they let civilians go on these programmes. When they let superstars go on there, that's that's a whole different skillet of fish. But they, they're they made for people like you, plebs. Did you cook fish when you went on? Um, I don't remember. No, I was still a vegetarian then. Ah, oh, right, OK. They enough. give you, um, the food for Ready, Steady, Cook. Oh, but on, on, the, on the show, you said this is what I bought. And you yeah, bought no, I know. We, I, I found out what I'd bought so um, about you, three you minutes... You lied about to the three, general public. three minutes before I'd stepped on uh, in front of the cameras. All truth. Is your hearing OK, Gatford? Yep. OK, so you're just rude then. I'm just rude. Um, OK, so what do you want? Well, I, I was throwing in a topic. Just, you know, it'll been out. Oh, good Ch- Chipping in, contributing. I don't need... Listen, mate. When I need tips on broadcasting, uh-huh. I'll ask for them. All right. Okay then. Message understood. No, you, can't, you can't roll an R that's not there for goodness sakes. It's going to be one of them shows, guys. It's a Friday. Um, I'm standing up. I'm feeling a little bit. I don't know why I'm standing up, but I think it's these new pills. They're making me a little bit. I didn't take a pill today, guys. That's the problem. I couldn't. F- I, I, I couldn't find them, so I'm a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens there. Emma. Hello. Hi, Emma. Hi. I'm not going to say hi again. No, don't. <laughs> no, don't. Um, I was just phoning up about the standing up job. Oh yeah, go on. What you got? Um, I was thinking along the same lines as you, traffic something, but not traffic cop. Do you even call them traffic wardens nowadays? Yes, you do call them traffic wardens. Um, and they Not do... Not ticking mon- parking monitor or anything like that. No, they are called traffic, uh, uh, wardens. I'm gonna say something that I don't think is racist. Okay. Kath pulling the face as if to say, no, you don't say it. <laughs> there are... And this may be just a London thing, I don't know. There do seem to be a significant... It's not, it's not racism, it's an observation. I have observed, Your Honour, that um, 
a significant number of traffic wardens appear to be of African origin. And I wondered why that was. Yes. Have you um, noticed that? Well, uh, I guess only in London. Not around where I am. Is it not? Okay, maybe it is a London thing. I told you about the time once when I worked at another radio station, 10 o'clock, the show, no, show started at 11. And about half 10, I was going through, it was in Soho, and I was going through Soho Square, which is quite a quiet little square just off of um, Oxford Street, one of the main shopping streets. And I heard this shouting, right, this big shouting. And whenever they're shouting, I'm drawn to it. And I went, and it was, it was um, an African traffic warden on the on his mobile phone and he was in a doorway and he's going i command in the name of jesus christ you leave that child's body he was doing an exorcism on the phone he was a traffic now was he a traffic warden and a part-time exorcist or was he a full-time exorcist and a part-time traffic warden i don't know it was the most amazing thing and i watched him for about five minutes before i had to go I've got another standing-up job. Yeah, beautiful. Let's have... This is what it's all about tonight. Standing-up jobs, yes. Uh, exorcist. I wouldn't imagine you'd sit down to do it. Some, you've witnessed it yourself. Oh, you've got the... You, you've got to shake the holy water. <laughs> and it's the... No, you... Although... Yeah, no, yeah, I'll have that standing-up job. You know that the Catholic Church still perform exorcisms... I know, I do know that. That's, I mean, I, that I is nuts. Had, um, I had a friend um, who is quite a cynical person. Yes. But she did claim to have a, a presence or a ghost in her house. And she did have an exorcism. Oh, yeah. Um, and she did say it worked. <laughs> so she's quite sceptical, but she thought yeah. she had a ghost in the house and had an exorcist come round. Yes. Uh, she used to describe it as a big black kind of gloomy presence it was one, in one of her children's I'm bedrooms that, I'm glad that sentence went that way and not that way <laughs> um a big black gloomy present maybe she just had you know miserable children <laughs> i don't know it's but they teenagers <laughs> that's a good point not at the time i don't think how did she um because because was, was it a catholic exorcism or or, or was it something different because the, the catholics i think, I think you've got you've, you've got to You've got to go through several different levels before they agree. I think it's got to go... Hasn't the Pope got to ratify it? I think the Pope has to... If it's not the Pope, then it's like the one down below from him, sub-Pope, has to... You know a lot more about it than me, I think. That's because I've I've got too much time. I haven't got a proper job, so I I read all this rubbish. (laughs) And and the stuff I can't find to read, I kind of make up. But yeah, I think like the the, the Pope's right-hand man has to ratify all Catholic exorcisms. Wow. Yeah. That's life. Emma, thank you for those. Thank you. Excellent stuff. Have a good weekend. Yeah, well, we'll have a go. We'll have a go. Oh, I see this computer, I think, is about to do an update. That's fun. Why can't it do it during a show that doesn't need phone box, like Julia's or something? I don't... No, you... Oh, 344 1000 is the telephone number. Um, I'm going to keep putting periscope on and off during the show i haven't got my tripod it's in the car and i don't I, no 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 it's not that important so I'll, I'll keep putting it on and we'll put it on the 360 so you can have a little look around the studio if you want to have a look um around but in the meantime pick up the phone 0344 we've had kind of quite a heavy week this week haven't we it's been it, it, we've had some kind of heavy stuff some light stuff um so tonight let's just 
mess around. Let's just see what happens. Um, we are talking about bands that do not get the respect they deserve. And the Zombies really are one of those bands. We're talking to Rod Argent later in the show. We, we recorded it before the show. It's an absolutely cracking interview, right? Um, because they're celib- it's the 50th anniversary of their album, Odyssey and Oracle. You probably haven't heard Odyssey and Oracle, which is... It, it, it kind of, as I say in the interview, the album came out with a whimper as opposed to a bang. Um, and it's an incredible record. It's an actual, genuine masterpiece. You can get it for about eight quid, right? On, um, no, that's no use. You can get it for about eight quid on, um, Amazon, right? So go and buy it. Honestly, if you do not like the album, I will refund you the money myself. It's not legally binding, I hope. Um, but uh, Odyssey and Oracle, and it's the 50th anniversary of that. It's It's a stupendously good record. But, of course, the Zombies... Only ever had one hit in this country. She's not there. The second song Rod Argent ever wrote. Imagine, the second song you've ever written is a pop classic. Flipping heck. Um, So we want to celebrate and salute and take our hats off to bands that have not had the uh, recognition that they deserve. 03444991000. We also want to do um, a list of jobs that you can only do standing up. I am standing up. um, And uh, already 29 minutes into the show, I'm I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded. Um, I hope you're listening to the show in an erect position. Not like that. Blimey! I meant um, standing up. Um, it's a different experience. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. And coming up, we will play What Happened When I Phoned Up the Scammers um, again. And um, this time we found a phone that they hadn't blocked and um, got to talk to them. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Colin! Hello there. Hello, Colin. Nice to speak to you, my friend. It must be. We're not friends. Um, No, I know, obviously. (laughs) No, obviously. What you got for us, Cole? Um, I'm just ringing up about the job that you're standing up, which would obviously be uh, one of them blokes that... um, Waving the aeroplanes. Oh, I, I with the, 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 the sticks. The sticks waving the air, the glow sticks waving the aeroplanes. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is, um, is that, right, and I, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to their profession, right? Is that all they do? And well, do we really need them? Well, I couldn't tell you because I've never been on the plane myself, so I don't know. You've never, hang on a minute, you've never been on a plane? No, no. What are you, 38? Close, Go 37. On. Yay! <laughs> you always bang on. I'm, I'm, I, give myself, if I, if I give myself a two-year window. If I'm out of that two-year window, it doesn't count. And you've never been on an aeroplane? No, no. I've what? been abroad. What, what, did you, what, did you um, go, boat? Now no, I went, yeah, I'm on the ferry, on the Channel Tunnel. Fe- I went and lived in, yeah. lived in Holland for two years. Wow. Isn't that, cool. it not, is there any reason you've not been on an aeroplane? You don't fancy it? You're scared? The opportunity just hasn't arrived? Just, just the opportunity arose. hasn't arose, really, like, yeah. yeah. I, have, I haven't been, 
that was right when I was uh, younger. That was right when I was 18. So I, I've been abroad for 10 years now. Like, I you know, I'll be honest. Right. Well, people people laugh at Americans, because, you know, it's something like 70% of Americans haven't got passports, right? Yeah. <laughs> but why would they need a passport? They have got, within that, that, that great country and, and in the continent of North America, they have got every possible weather type... Th- 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 there is in the world. They've got snow. They've Time got, lines, they've yeah. got d- deserts. They've got beautiful beaches. They've got cities. They've got countryside. They've got mountains. They've got everything. So they don't need passports. It's, it's correct. It's correct. Though. It's, it's mad that when they think Americans, they got passports. But look at the size of the country. Look at the size <laughs> of the <laughs> Americans. <laughs> but not the size right. of their hands. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen. We're gonna. We, I, what the, the the ambition of the show this evening, Colin, has been dictated by you. We want to um, actually speak to someone who does that job at the airport of beckoning, just tempting the aeroplanes. Come on, come on. And we want to find out a if they do anything else. B. Do we really need them? <laughs> well, well. To be fair, that go on. The plane is. There ain't nothing in front of the plane, is there? It's only the tracks. So why do we need them? Well, I don't understand. I don't... Right. Let's scale it down a bit. When I park my car, I don't need someone giving it all this. Come on. Well, I don't well, need I've that. I've seen that a few times. I have well, seen that a few times. That's true. That's true, actually. But I just think, because everything is so... We've got so many powerful computers now on aeroplane. You don't even... Re- Here's the thing, and I heard this the other day, right? You don't even need a pilot on an aeroplane anymore. It can do it all, Colin. It can take off, it can, <laughs> it, it can fly, and it can land. And in many ways, not having a pilot is safer than actually having humans on board who can muff up, they can feel emotional, they can have bad days. We all know about that plane that crashed into the Alps. It, all these things, right... Uh, that, that mean humans are, are not necessarily... The variations, yeah. The variations on a man. Yeah. We yeah, don't I'm need them. Like... Yeah, but then what happens if someone does go wrong? It's like a glitch. Who's to blame then? Yeah, well, um, supposing, you, yeah, you could hack it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean... You, but, you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> Colin. What's the, but sometimes I, I wake up and I think, what's the point in anything? Oh, mate, don't tell me about it. I'm like that every day. Yeah, um, it's hard work, isn't it? Listening to you put, gets me through my day, to be honest with you, well, my friend. Colin, um, um, I'm going to cut you off now. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, he was a nice man, wasn't he? Um, 0344 499 Simon Schrager, I nearly said Simon Shagger. Uh, Simon Schrager has, is now listening to us because he is unable to listen to the output uh, on LBC. So that's, that's great, Simon. Well done. Thank you very much indeed. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. That's what we want to do tonight, dear listener. Uh, we want to find one of those people that beckons the aeroplanes towards the building. Do they do... Because I can't imagine that they do... I mean, what else would they do? What else really... So they're doing that. Right, that's that plane. I mean, the planes come in sort of one every three minutes or something, isn't it, at the big airport? So I guess they're quite busy doing that. So do they do anything else? And do we actually 
need them? Is it one of those old jobs, one of those old-fashioned jobs that we've just kind of got, you know, in the same way that you've got, um, you get town criers. You just, you get town criers at, like, county... You know, there was a... When I used to live in North London, um, in, in, in Crouch End, there was a gentleman... And I want to get the era correct. He walked around. Um, he walked. He looked like the Laughing Cavalier. You know that look. He looked. He constantly. It wasn't. He wasn't just doing it. Um, you know, for fates and things. Oh, this is. You know, this is what I. This is my reenactment of the Laughing Cavalier. He would genuinely. It'd be like in Morrison's. It all done up with the beard and the hair and the hat. And the moustache and the feathers, all of that. He was walking around like that. And younger me used to think, what a, what a pudding. What an absolute pudding. Older me thinks, well, he's still a pudding. But you've kind of got to respect that. My two boys, the seven-year-old, not so much now. He's just kind of turned, right? But the um, the five-year-old still likes to wear superhero costumes you know and he's constantly he's obsessed with the flash and i don't know where he's found out about the flash because we haven't watched any films with the flash in he's popped up briefly in a in a lego superheroes game but for some reason he's obsessed with the flash and i had to buy a flash outfit for him and we were walking around in town today and he kept running off going i'm the flash and this has gone on for about three months which is a long time for um a kid to have an obsession it, it, for his birthday cake is his nan had to had to make um the flash logo in a cake it was easier than the other one the other one was a death star he, he, he insisted he had a death star built the death star is round um so he's obsessed with the flash and he will go out quite happily to the park to the shops to for a you know trip round to his mates dressed up as the flash and i kind of I kind of respect that, and I'm envious of that, because as adults, we don't really get to do that, do we? You know, fancy dress parties, which I've never really been a fan of, and on Halloween, when we're going out trick-or-treating, I'll, I'll probably be the only dad that dresses up, because it's, it's kind of the fun thing to do. All the kids are dressed up as superheroes, so I ordered a Batman costume. I go around in the Batman, the, the Dark Knight Batman, just to clarify. Um... But this guy that would walk around as the Laughing Cavalier, um, now I kind of think, yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play. You've, you've made that decision that that's what you're going to go for. Do you know what I mean, Jerry? Jerry! Hello. Hello, Hello Jerry, you're right. Yeah. Roger, 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 theme tune. Yes. Now what to. Yes. Now what theme tune you wrote? What, what, hang on, say that again. What, who wrote Rod what? Rod Argent of the Zombies. Oh, Rod Argent of the Zombies. I, I do know this because I was reading his Wikipedia page. Bad interview prep, guys. Lazy interview prep. But I read other stuff and that was just kind of to get a couple of dates. Um, it was for two programmes that I wasn't particularly familiar with. So I can't well, remember. And the real Cup's team tune for Hashtag Gold from yes. 1982 World Cup. Oh, yeah, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H2. Yeah. H2, I think it Yeah. And that's the one, no. That's the one, no. There was another show he did, but I, I hadn't heard of it. Hey, here's the thing, right? 
I don't know anything about football, OK? All my football knowledge now comes from hearing the idiots and the, the monkeys that work at Talk Sport shouting. Hey! 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 So that's all my sporting knowledge comes from what I overhear Cundy and Goldstein saying, right? But get this. I used to quite fancy a bit of that Jose Mourinho. I used to quite... He was my gay choice for a while. He was. He's a miserable get now. Well, now he's got a skinhead. Where's his luscious grey... He was a silver fox, and now he's like a thug. He's, he's lost the plot. He's, he's gone. He's lost... Huh. Hey, maybe. Do you know what? Maybe next week... This is what we need to do, because... Right, uh, let's be honest, Jerry. This show doesn't get very many listeners. Uh, uh, Cundy and Goldstein, they get literally hundreds of thousands of listeners, right? Yeah. Maybe on Monday we should do a sports show. Can you re-rig, can you re-rig the... To help us to teach all sorts of things. Well, no, I, I think I could probably do a... I think I could do a sports show better than them, actually. i tell you what we'll do. Monday, we're going to do a sports show. So, Catherine, I need you to line up sporting guests. Can I be a sports expert? So, we want a sports expert. I want football stars. I want, um... Cundy, on. I don't want to get Cundy on. Asian they're doing their own show at, uh, uh, Alan, or are we calling you Alan? Jerry. Hey. They're doing their, uh, their own show. So Monday night, it's going to be the Talk Radio Talk Sports Special. So Talk Radio is the name of the station. Talk, word, sports. So we Talk Sports Special. You got it? Yeah, Beautiful. Which, uh, That's what... That'll get us loads of I've listeners. I've got another subject for you. Overrated bands. Yeah. You're underrated bands. Overrated bands. Like, Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, Arctic Monkeys. You too. Yeah, loads of them. You too. Yeah. Uh, who of them... Who of them... Who of them... Does, like... Tight British can't stand him singing. Takes deep in breath and puts a breath and he breathes while he's singing. Tell me all about him the day... Yes, you are what you were. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are what you were. You've had you've interviewed him, guest. You've Say that again, Joe. You're a little bit wobbly tonight. The old Parkinson's playing up. So was on form today. Um, that bloke, what's he called? Uh, what's his name? The band you interviewed, me, just how much you earned. The band I interviewed? Yeah, yes, how much you earned. He was interviewed, he wants, how much do you earn? Oh, the the blood, the blood, Muse, Muse. God, you've got a good memory. That was years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are, best years of the week. Jerry, listen, I'm going to let you go because you're a little bit wobbly, wobbly tonight. Okay. Have a good rest and have a good weekend, and we'll speak next week. Take care, man. Keep taking the pills, Jerry. Monday night, sports night. Beautiful. Get me a darts man. Um, get me a running lady. We'll have a lady on. Get me a footballer. Um, get me monster, monster. Is he still alive, month to month, Eric Hall? Is he still alive? Looking to John as the other man here. Yeah, that shrug means probably. Get me month to month, Eric Hall. Month to month. Um, 0344 499 It's your show, guys. What sports stars do you want to hear on the show on Monday? Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We'll, um... We'll play the uh, clip in after 11, probably, of um, when I phoned up the uh, those horrible scammers. And it wasn't until I got into bed. As I, literally, as I was getting into bed, it was like, oh, man. Because I was trying to work out how much damage they could do. I mean, I cancelled my card anyway. 
But how much damage they could do with my date of birth and my card number and my bank account and my sort code. Um, they could probably do some damage. They didn't get the three numbers on the back of the card. That would have been that would have been lethal. But I'm so glad my um, uh, uh, um, wonder was piqued when she asked me to put the card in the pin sentry. Because if I'd have given her those eight numbers, they would have cleared my bank account out. And do you know what? There's a strong chance I wouldn't have got that money back as well, because I'd have been complicit in it. Flipping heck, man. Imagine. And that... I try, we're not swearing on the show anymore. Uh, but that scumbag woman is still answering the phone today they turned the phone off now but i was trying her throughout the day and at my phone they'd obviously blocked my number um and then a guy called james emailed said ian i just phoned up that number and spoke to that woman i was like right kath come on <laughs> we're gonna do it now um she's still t- she's still got the cheek to answer the phone hello barclays helpline how what's gonna help you you cheek you how do you sleep at night you scumbag Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Someone has suggested on the Talk Radio listeners page, we're talking about underrated bands. Overrated bands, we've done, and you, you can do that easily. Underrated bands. And someone has suggested the excellent Paul Revere and the Raiders. Now, there's a band. Yes, I'm familiar. They used to dress up. They were nev- never had a hit over here. They didn't come over here until they supported the Beach Boys in 1968. Never had a hit over here. Um, they used to have their own TV show in the States. They would dress up as though they were soldiers in the American Civil War, which I think was... No, not the American Civil War, the War of Independence, 1776. So they would, you know, be wearing these ridiculous costumes. And you type in Paul Revere and the Raiders on YouTube, there's some cracking, ridiculous 60s performances. But, 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 Mark Lindsay, the singer, man, he had a voice. I've been trying to get him on the show for ages and just not a sausage from him. But um, they were they were a superb album, uh, superb band. Oh, well, I, mean, I think the nearest act, I guess, probably not one that you would agree with. But, oh. uh, always, always been a big fan of television. I think they're uh, one of the best live bands you'll ever see. I don't really think. know the works of television, so I cannot comment, but I'm not going to dismiss it outright, Pablo. Well, it, 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 it all went well up until, I think, the, the Shaving Peaches, which was an album. From that point on, they, they didn't do as well. But uh, Formaldehyde, Regular Urban Survivors... And how to make friends and influence people. If I were to go into a music store and I had to find the category that Terrorvision were under, what category would I? What what, what genre would you file Terrorvision under? Alt rock. Um, in revisionist history, I suppose possibly even pop rock. No, uh, no, no. Brit rock was what the the tried uh, when they had the whole kind of Brit pop thing. The, uh, Television was one of the bands that they tried to hang the label. Oh, of now, who was the wh- which didn't quite work? Who was the singer in Television? Tony Wright, Bradford's finest. How do I know about him? Didn't he? Did he do something he, else? He was on Buzzcocks a few times, about five times. He was on Buzzcocks. Oh, I never, never watched, mind the Buzzcocks. I never watched Buzzcocks. I've always found like Buzzcocks. Buzzcocks was too mean. Too mean that program. Yeah, too mean. Well, he was um, quite quite a character. I think he, he lost his front tooth riding on a, a mountain bike and uh, accidentally going face first into a car and pulling his head out, and his tooth was still embedded in the bonnet. Oh, beautiful! Uh, beautiful. I, I believe he's just opened a cafe in Leeds recently. 
Um, we can do that. Um, pop stars and rock stars that have opened eateries. Of course, the Rolling Stones... Well, no, it wasn't the Rolling Stones. It was Bill Wyman opened a restaurant called <clears throat> Sticky Fingers. <laughs> Gary Glitter opened Ooh. a sandwich bar just off Leicester Square in the place, I think, the place where they've got the... Um, the Lego store now. I might be wrong. I need to go back and double check. But Gary Glitter. Um, what who, What other rock stars have opened eateries? I love the fact that Glitter only opened a sandwich bar. Um, there must be loads that have... Uh, oh, can't think. Anyway, 0344 499 you, you guys will You guys will know better um, than I, just, I was just in the front of... Uh... Um, like, uh, dressed up as a superhero. Yeah. Um, I, I work in uh, with people with learned disabilities of all of all ranges, and uh, not somebody I work with directly myself, but within the um, fraternity, within the like uh, social um, like events that I go to. There's a there's a gentleman there who it's not his real name, but he goes by Bruce. Yeah. Most of the time, um, but otherwise at social events he dresses up as Batman, um, and he works the door. Um, and it's it's something that um, you know everybody's very happy with. He he enjoys it, and it's something that uh, kind of. Uh, oh, there you know, was it, you've it, reminded me of um, a pub that I used to go to sometimes when I was a teenager, and there was a gentleman there with learning difficulties who was obviously a local character, and he would just rock up and would be on door duty. And he'd, like, collect glasses and stuff. And he wore a lovely, um, sort of, uh, he had, like, a velvet jacket and stuff. And he took, he was, he was very, uh, very friendly and took great care in opening the door and stuff. And me being a cocky, um, 16-year-old, I mean 18-year-old, um, I, I, I probably took the mick, if I'm completely honest. My hand on heart, I probably did. And I remember speaking to the landlord and saying, why, why do you employ this guy? And he says, oh, no, 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 we don't employ him. He just comes up and does it. And the thing is, he's so polite and so delightful and so not any trouble that we're happy for him to come and do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it's one of the things that got me into doing the work in the first place is just within, like, the local pubs, there'd always be, like, um, a few people who come in with learning disabilities and, you know, the majority of people would really get on well with them and, like... Uh, you know, help out if they need anything, uh, but you'd always find the odd few who would be like a, a little bit uh, snarky or trying to, you know, take advantage or use it for a bit of uh, humour with yeah. the group and the like. And it, it yeah. kind of uh, that it made it made me think as well. You know, I want I want to be working directly with people uh, so I can you know help change minds. Yeah, no, and I and I um, I feel bad that I I would have taken the mick in the past, but I have to be honest and say that I would have taken the mick when I was a, a younger person, and I kind of need to own that, so that um, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's just something that makes me very uncomfortable that I did, but I did it, and I'm not going to lie about it, and I'm not proud of it, but... Um, well, I mean, it's, it's all part of the healing process, and, you know, obviously, from my experience, there's a, there's a very big difference. I mean, before I started, I was expecting kids to train you up very much for, um, you know, or you might get some hostility from the public or something. If, if so, you just need to remove yourself and you climb from that situation. So I've always been geared for it, and I've, I've been doing it for almost ten years now, and I've, I've never really had any situations with. You've reminded me. You've reminded me of a story that's in um, quite a few of the newspapers today, right? And it, I, 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 there's something about this that sits really uncomfortably with me. Lady and the Tramp, right? 
Joan Wed's vagrant she found rifling in bin. Does that... Am I the only person that sits uncomfortably with? Well, it's a bit subjective, isn't it? It's just a case of she, she met somebody who she's fallen in love with and they've got married. A woman is to marry the it. tramp she found rifling her bin for food 42 years ago. Joan Nine... God, you'll be careful how you say that. I'm not going to say her last name because I'll get it wrong anyway. Joan took pity on Ken Selway and began dropping lovingly wrapped sandwiches in with the rubbish outside her bookshop. What they're saying is... Um, this is kind of saying that, that, that homeless people and tramps and people who are, are, you know, rifle through bins for food, they're, they're, shock horror, they can fall in love too, and they're, what, they're actually, they're people? They're people like us? Well, you might as well have, like, uh, Sharon met Jeff drunkenly in the pub, <laughs> now they're getting married. <laughs> This is a re- I think this is a really sweet story, right? And it's the, all of the papers have got this, this, this tone about it that um, implies that people who have to go through bins to get food are are less than, you know, are subhuman. She devoted years to helping schizophrenic Ken, and now, following the death of her husband, the couple are to wed, wed at the care home where they live. I think that's brilliant. That's a brilliant. Well. It's a story, you know, it's a story. I don't think it necessarily needs to be in all the papers, but I think that's delightful. Well, it's nice, you know, but, I mean, I don't want to come across all the anti-Jonathan here, but uh, it's potentially a, a way the media's skewing things to kind of give us all a certain opinion of people who have to claim benefit or, or are needy or the, the lower classes. Joan realised that Ken, now 89, was one of many slipping through the welfare state safety net. She invited him for a meal with husband Norman at their Gloucester home and Ken became a regular visitor. Um, But things did not always run smoothly. Once Norman issued an ultimatum and Joan moved into a caravan where Ken would stay. Oh, here we go. Suddenly it does get a little bit racy. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. However, for many years, the three lived happily together. Get in there, girl. Get in there. Hey, and why not? Why the hell not? Joan said, it was a little paradise. Ken, Norman and me. Oh, here we go. The relationship was celibate, but Joan believes this made them even closer. Um, And the final words to Ken. Ken says... I would not be here now if it wasn't for those sandwiches. Boom. That's what it's all about. What's well, a lovely <laughs> story. He's thinking about, just thinking about the sandwiches. He's thinking, I've looked in here. He's I've saying, had 30-odd years of sandwiches, mate. Get in. Well, if we get married, do I still get the sandwiches in the bin, please? That's what I'm after. It's well, that's, that, that's, that's the way they need to look at it. It's not about him being a Trump. It's the fact that this, this opportunist has come in <laughs> and he's just taken this woman for every sandwich she's got. Taken, taken her for every sandwich she's got. Pablo, thank you very much indeed. Um, 0344 499 I'm going to sit down during the news, guys. There's no point. No, then I'll stand up. Oh, there's no point in me standing up for the news. Flipping heck. I've done an hour on my feet. There's, there's an energy to it, man. There's an energy to it. 0344 1000 When we come back, we'll have um, the call to the scammers. Um, the uh, kind of... F- not quite the finale, because we might give them a call again next week. Um, bands that are underrated. Jobs you can do standing up. Um, oh, we, we want the people that guide in the aeroplanes with the sticks. 0344 499 is the telephone number. We call you back. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
tune. Huh? It's relentless. And you, you won't have heard it. That's the zombies. And that's the opening track to the album Odyssey and Oracle. That's the opening track. That's the first track. It's not even the best song on there by like a million miles. And that's what they put on there as the opening track for an album that you've never heard. Honestly, if you do anything, if you pick up anything from this show, right, go on to iTunes or go on to Amazon if you're big fans of physical stuff like I am and buy that record. It's like you can get about £7.50 on CD, on, on Amazon. Odyssey and Oracle. Odyssey is spelt wrong uh, in the title because they gave it to some... The band is you know, it's such a good story. Um, I only discovered this album a couple of years ago. The band was splitting up and they couldn't really be bothered. So they gave the album to some artist and he they said it's called Odyssey and Oracle. He didn't know how to spell the word Odyssey. So he spelled it wrong. And by the time it came, they went, well, he spelt it wrong. They said, oh, yeah, we, we spent all the budget. <laughs> oh, well, that'll do. We're splitting up anyway. It's such a good song. That's written by Rod Argent, who's coming on later. I'm going to play another song from it later on, because it's... Mmm, been good. Everyone on there is an absolute winner. So this evening, dear listener, the whole show is coming from me stood up, um, which I kind of wish I hadn't said I was going to take on board now, but I'm doing it just to um, prove Catherine wrong. Catherine, I'm hiding... How many fingers am I holding up? One, just the one. You're correct. Uh, we have John, um, who's filling in... For, where, John, for the, let's have a brief um, moment for Radio Anorax. Apart from New Year's Eve... No, not New Year's Eve, but apart from when we worked together recently... Yes. How long ago was it that we worked together at the other place? The other place, I left there in 2005. So, yeah, 10 years, 11 yeah. years it was. Well, 2005, I don't want to correct you on your maths publicly. That's 12 years. No, but from the time before we worked. Okay. So it would have been, because it was the end of 2005. It, so something like that, yeah. Uh, that was, um, uh, did you leave before it all got nasty? Uh, I think I've part of the reason why it got nasty. Hey, flipping it, man. You left all your mates in the Shazam. Um, anyway, Johnny's Ed tonight. Where is Ed? I have no idea. Outrageous behaviour. Catherine is Catherine. She's got a cob on because I didn't thank her when she came in when I was in the middle of a, of a piece. And she came in with some qu- equipment that was useless too. <laughs> she came in with uh, some equipment that was useless to me. And I was doing the thing, and I was supposed to stop my very funny thing and go, thanks, Catherine, that's great, just leave it there. Instead, I just went, away with thee, away with thee, away with thee. Um, Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Ian. Standing up brings a different energy to the show. Not having taken a tablet today brings a whole... I mean, these these new pills, I'm a man alive. It's um, it's like 1966 in my <laughs> head at the moment. It really is. Every day at the moment is a psychedelic battle. And I had to say battle... If you, sorry. No, go on. They say if you want to make an important phone call, yeah. that you should stand up whilst you make the phone call, don't they? 
do? Who 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 are, who are these? They 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 do. You do know they? the people. Um, yes, you, apparently uh, it ma- because it makes you kind of more. I don't know. They're wrecked and confident. I suppose when you're there's, there's something call. in it. There was a trend in swanky radio stations, not talk or any of the stations I've worked in, but there was a trend. I remember this trend being um, introduced because I saw one once. I think in Capital. Well, I did some stuff in Capital in Slovakia. Yeah. Um, they have desks, right? Well, no, they have desks that move. These move. So you, if, I, if I'm sat down, right, the desk and the mixers and the microphones will be there. But I can stand up and the desk would come up. And so the desk would be at chest height. And I could do all, do all of that. Capital, I, th- I seem to remember. Uh, I, and it dawned on me the other day. I was thinking about all the places I've worked. I, I didn't have a show on Capital. I nearly got a show on Capital once. But I did a section on a show on Capital, a weekly section, with um, that delightful lady whose name now escapes me. Margarita Taylor, is that her name? She had a show on Capital, and I'd forgotten all about this. And for six months or a year, I would go in on Sundays and um, go go into her show two or three times in the show and pick out the funny stories I'd found in the newspaper. Isn't that funny? I'd forgotten all about that. What a weird thing (laughs) for anyone to do. And what a weird thing for me. Imagine me on Capital Radio. (laughs) I can imagine you on Capital. No. No, not at all. Um, Julie, what have you got for us? Um, I signed up with... um, uh underrated bands yes and i'm going to see if you can guess the band by giving you the opening lyric to one of their songs i like your style bring it on okay i never thought it would happen with me and the girl from clapham i never thought it would happen with me and the girl from clapham that night out and forgotten what a brilliant lyric something that can happen with open number seven I never knew the girl, man. Perhaps she said <laughs> I could be. Oh. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Hang on a minute. Turn, the, turn this on. Work, this, work the computer up. Here we go. Oh, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? The girl from Clapham Out, out on the windy common That night I ain't forgotten With some old revelations With some or other passion I said you are a lady Perhaps she said Maybe We moved into a basement With thoughts of our engagement We stayed in by the telly Although the room was smelly We spent our time just kissing but love had got us hooked up And all our time it took up I got a job with Stanley He said I'd come in handy And started me on Monday So I had a bath on Sunday I worked 11 hours And bought the girl some flowers She said she'd seen a doctor And nothing now could stop her This night was the winter the weather brass and bitter I put away a tenner Each week to make her better And when the time was ready We had to sell the telly Late evenings by the fire And little kicks inside her This morning at 4.50 I took 
her rather nifty Down to an incubator Where 30 minutes later She gave birth to a daughter Within a year of walker She looked just like a mother If there could be another She's two years older, her mom is with a soldier She left me when my drinking became a proper stinking The devil came and took me from Boston Street to Bookie No more nights by the telly, no more night nappies smelling Alone here in the kitchen, I feel there's something missing I beg for some forgiveness, but begging's not my business And she won't write a letter, although I always tell her And so it's my assumption, I'm really up the dungeon Yeah! Yay! That's what I'm talking about, and I remembered, I don't know how I remembered all of those words It's funny, when you start it when you start it, you can yeah. you draw on something deep within yourself, don't you, Julie? Do you draw yeah, on something? Yeah, I think you do. I think as well because it tells a story, you can remember the story. Hey, do you know what? It's fun. It's um, it's funny because I was thinking of Squeeze. Um, because uh, well, I was thinking maybe we should ask Squeeze to come on the show. Fantastic band, underrated. Okay, thanks very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I saw. I was looking through. Um, Whatever magazine it was I was reading, it wasn't Mojo, maybe it was Q, maybe it was Mojo, I don't know. Uh, Squeeze is doing a tour, so maybe we should ask Squeeze to come on, because that would be kind of nice. I've got to chase up Chaz and Dave. Chaz and Dave are happening as well, but I just need to send a text. 0344 499 1000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. John Lee's behind the glass, filling in for Edmundo. Catherine is uh, answering your phone calls. Um, been a bit of a heavy week, so we're just, we're just chewing the fat. What are we talking about? We're talking about um, bands that are um, perhaps don't get the credit they deserve. I think Squeeze do get... I think Squeeze are quite recognised, though, aren't they? Squeeze used to be massive in the States as well. They used to fill out Madison Square Garden. Imagine, Squeeze. Um, jobs you can do standing up. I'm doing the whole show standing up this evening. It's not a big deal. Just there's, there's a weird kind of energy in my body, and I feel it would, if, I, if I sat down, that would be fighting it. Um, we're going to play the Rod Argent interview a bit later on. Oh, and also in a, in a minute or two, we'll play the, um, the, the, the kind of second part of the scam that we had yesterday. I phoned them up again. It's brief, but it's fun. Um, Lee! Hello. Yeah? Hello? Hello? Hello, uh, Stereophonics, that's an underrated band. Oh, no, 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 they're an overrated band, Lee. You've misunderstood. Hey, They're hey, rubbish. Hey, hey. No, they're not, mate. Your voice is rubbish. Well, d- d- well, your ears are rubbish. <laughs> no, the st- let's be, let's, uh, I like that, it's a funny one, but let's be serious. The Stereophonics are utter, utter gu- uh, guff. I know you saw then as well, blimey. Yeah, calm your language down, son. Calm your language down, Why are they rubbish, then? Why are they rubbish? Why do you think they're underrated when they they play massive venues and they sold loads of records? Well, they've never won any major awards, have they? Well... That's my point. Well, what award would you like the Stereophonics to win? The Ivan Novello Songwriting Award? Well, not really. That's right, do you? Now, you watch your language. That's a yellow card, that is. Oh, sorry. 
Oh, sorry, mate. Send a yellow card. Um, well, what award would you I like them to win? I don't know. To, to get some acknowledgements. I've seen the man... The man hang on a minute. Their, their acknowledgement is they've made loads of money by selling loads of records and loads of concerts. Yeah. This fella's saying the Stereophonics. Did you know he was going to say the Stereophonics is un- underrated yeah, bands? Unbelievable. He's getting a bit funny with me as well. Isn't it? Exactly what I said. <laughs> she said the same as me. What? They're not, they're not overrated, are they? Well, they are overrated. Oh. They sold loads of records, they've had loads of hits, and they play big yeah. venues. Yeah, but you said they're overrated. Yeah. That's yeah. like slagging them off. Yes. Ex- well done. We're getting somewhere. That's what I'm doing. And their fans are thick. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I don't want to say what I'm thinking. No, I don't want to think what I'm about to say. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense, does it, Lee? No, God bless, mate. Thanks for calling, man. Bye-bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm not having that. The, <laughs> the Stereophonics are an underrated band? Oh, man, alive. Um, they do, um, they're like a Rod Stewart tribute act, aren't they? That's, that's the kind of vibe that you get from the Stereophonics. And listen, this show is meant to be celebratory, and I don't want to knock anybody. And yeah, sure, the Stereophonics have had more hits than me so far. But, um, no, I would say that they were, they were horrendously, horrendously overrated. Um... We got Canna is listening. We're getting loads of people coming over from LVC um, to listen to this. I, I, you, I hope you, st- you choose to stick around. You may not. You may think that this is awful, self-indulgent nonsense, which it is. But um, at least we're not banging on about um, the T word or the B word. Right. If you were listening yesterday, you would have heard me telling the story of how I was... I keep going to say nearly scammed. I was scammed. I could have been more scammed, and I could have had my entire bank account wiped out. I didn't, but I was an idiot, and I've 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 had to cancel a card, and it's such a faff. And you cancel a card, and it'll be two or three working days, and it's over the weekend, and so I probably won't get it till Tuesday or Wednesday. Anyway, the way it worked for those who missed it, quick uh, quick um, recap: um, I got a text from Barclays saying your account has been compromised. Call this number. I called the number and um, went through to a very helpful young lady called Katie who um, asked for some details and, and I gave her some details and I, I, then I got a little bit suspicious and um, she, the phone line dropped um, my suspicions were correct she was a dodge pop, she was a liar, she was a thief she was a con merchant uh, and we phoned her up several times yesterday and, 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 and got this evidence um, but we didn't get the chance to tell her as is the law of the land, and is only polite, it's only manners, to let her know that she had become famous. So we called her up tonight. This is the first call we made. Right. Welcome to Barclays. Thanks for responding to our message. This is very important and will only take a few moments. 
Please enter your six digit sort code. Please enter your eight. Let me check that. Thanks. While I put you through to an advisor. Please hold while I put you to an advisor. Michelle speaking, how may I help? Hello Michelle, yeah, I just got a text saying that someone attempted to take money from my bank. Okay, um, can I take your full name and date of birth please so I can pull up some of your details and take a look for you? Yes, um, my date of birth is the 9th of June 1973. Yes, and your full name please? Yeah, I work at Talk Radio, my name's Ian Lee and I've been recording all of my phone calls to you and playing them out on the radio. You're a scammer, aren't you? <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Busted! 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 The bare-faced cheek of that woman! And we cut you heard us high-fiving there and dancing around, because we, 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 we finally got her, and it was, you know, it was nice to kind of let her know that she was being broadcast on the radio. But I, I still... It left a really bad taste in my mouth that this horrible woman... And there was a gentleman as well yesterday towards the end, but I, this horrible woman is still doing that, is still answering the phone. So we phoned her up again. sleep at night stealing money from people <laughs> and that was it i think all of the phones in this building are now blocked um by by that that company here's and here's the thing barclays who were, were brilliant yesterday actually in sorting it out they were brilliant but not once did they ask me for the phone number that I'd been calling. Not once did they say, can we can we take the number that you've been calling so we can check it or we can pass it on to the authorities or we can we can send it up to our fraud team so they can be aware of it or so that we can, I don't know, put it on a website or, and t- warn people or whatever or tweet out this number, you know, whatever. They didn't do that at all. And... Fair play to the scammers. They've made a few quid out of me because that that um, phone number. It's not a premium rate. It's an oh eight four three oh. So it's it's not a premium rate. But each of those calls there would have cost me about a quid. So I've spent about fifteen quid phoning them up, right? Which is, is fine for me because I've had um, an hour and a half radio content out of it. So I'm not that you know. For me, that's a good investment. But they are making money, and there must be. I keep going to say some poor sap, but I nearly did it. There must be some poor individuals who do 
give them the details they want, who do get their pin sentry card out, the machine out, and put the card in and type in the number and give them the number. There must be. So that woman, that Michelle, that Katie, that whatever her flipping name is, that scumbag, that thief, could... All she needs is one person. She's got a few grand. It, it, it could be a lot of money. You know, just, you get the right person, you take all... You wipe their bank out and they're overdraft. Um... And also she wanted, she said the other way she, she could help me was via the app. I didn't have the app, which is quite handy. Cause, uh, but you just think, utter, what a scumbag. Uh, we'll call her next week. Um, we will call, we'll, we'll keep calling her. We'll have to borrow Ed's phone again. Don't tell him it costs dollar, otherwise he'll be upset. Um, but we'll call her next week and we'll, we'll keep asking uh, how she sleeps at night. Because you never know. M- maybe, just maybe... She might listen to this, or something might just hit her, you know, a, 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 a pang of conscience. Is that is that asking too much? Is that hoping too much? Probably. But something, maybe, just asking her how she sleeps and her, asking her what her mum would think, asking her if her kids would be proud, asking her something might just hit her, might just get her. You don't know. I think we do know. But it's got to be worth... A job, uh, a chance, isn't it? It's got to be worth a try. Anyway, we'll phone her next week and we'll see what happens. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Coming up, we'll have Rod Argent from uh, the Zombies. Now you may you'll know the Zombies from She's Not There, right? Um, but remember, we only, we've not had many guests this year, because we, we kind of blitzed all the guests that we, we wanted last year. We had everyone we wanted, really. So we, we, we're being a little bit more choosy this year, but we will, Kath and I may have a little brainstorm next week and, uh, come up with some, um, with some more people and have a big mail out. Um, but you know, we only get people on that we know are going to be interesting. That we know are going to be good storytellers, that are going to that are going to give us gold. And um, Rod Argent, I mean, he talks about McCartney, he talks about the Who, he talks about he's very very funny about Gene Simmons from Kiss, very funny about Kiss, because um, he of course his band he didn't write it, but his band, I don't think he wrote it. I could be wrong. I think, um, 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 oh Russ Ballard wrote "God Gave Rock and Roll to You." I might be wrong. Um, but his band did it originally. Argent did it originally, and then Kiss did it. And um, I asked him how come Gene Simmons got a writing credit, and his response was very, very funny. Um, so we'll, we'll play that a bit later on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Yes, Joe. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? You I'm all, right? all right. I'm I'm stood up. I might have a little sit down after midnight, but then oh, I right. might not, just to annoy Catherine. Okay. I thought I'd ring you back and let you know I've got my internet and broadband back. Oh, you were scammed yesterday, weren't you? Um, sort of, yeah. But but um, it was a very good IT guy that um, spent time with us restoring it all and everything. And uh, But 26 hours without it. And um, yeah. anyway, I, I was wondering, you mentioned Lynn of Forest Gate a couple of weeks ago. Oh, blimey, yes, yes, yes. 
Um, I've got a very edited bit of Radio Gold um, that I put together today. It's a conversation between... It started off with you and Lynn, and she yes. wouldn't let you get a word in. Yes. And then um, Barry from the Watford came on the line, and it was just absolutely hysterical. It's quite a few years old. Uh, it's got about three minutes to run. Would you like to hear it? Well, uh, three minutes may be stretching it a bit, but, but, okay. but, but let's have, a little, let's have a, um, a, little, a little blast from the past, yes. Right, I've got a, a little uh, polite talk radio intro to it. And, oh. uh, anyway, here we go. Look at this guy, man. we can go home. Across the UK, online and on DAV. A radio star is We can all go home, guys. He's doing it all for us. Radio. Yeah, I'm getting ready for it. Keep fun, me. It's out in the open, ladies and gentlemen. It has to be said, Lynn is one of the special guests coming into the studio. Yes. Very, very special. I've cancelled on my engagement. Well, what engagement? On the 22nd, so what? I'm getting ready for it. What engagements did you have on the 22nd that oh, you cancelled? Oh, lot, but I've cancelled them and said I must. He and this wants me there, I will be there. Lynn is one of our very, very special... But we basically we've got... I'm not going to disappoint you, I'll be there. Good, now, but we basically, for anyone who doesn't know, on the 22nd of December, we've got some of the best callers... You can see I recycle all these old ideas. <laughs> A couple of fruitcakes. It's <laughs> alright. That's alright. Don't, uh, don't worry, I'll be there for you. Okay, because I'm there. Because it's a very carefully chosen list. We've only yes. chosen the, the creme de la creme. I'm not going to disappoint you. Don't worry. There, there are some people that want to get in, but we're not letting them in. Yeah, don't let all these fruitcakes. No, because God me does. No. Excuse me. Not too many notas. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm not a fruitcake. I'm not a lousy. I was rather hoping. Not me, please. You better have. You see, me who has to choose, not me. So don't go after me. Basically, what this is telling me is that. Over the last 12 years, nothing's changed. The act is still exactly the same. Apart from a few years in the wilderness, I've learned nothing. the thing, Link from Forest Gate was a real person. It's a real person. I, I know what you're saying, but uh, would you please consider, uh, you know, if maybe he would come to my party instead of his? Listen, yes. Lee, no one can, I would, I like Ian Lee, I'm sorry. You like me what? I like Ian Lee. <laughs> but you do like me. Yeah, I like Ian Lee, I said. I wonder, I do wonder, uh, Lynn from Forest Gate, there, there are two callers I think about. It's not, it's not, it's not, I'm not Lynn from Forest Gate, from the LBC, and Andre from, um, from Absolute. I do wonder where they are. I want you to tell me why I'm not involved. I don't know. You ask tell him. Me. I don't know. Tell me. No, I don't know. Tell Chris phoned me. me and invited me. So that's me. it. I don't know why. You ask him. Me. Not me. Tell me. Please tell me. I don't know why you ask him. Me. I'm not the one. I'm, I'm you not tell you me. You ask him. Me. me. I'm the one. You tell me. I don't know. I yes, don't you. Me. Tell me now. How can I? I'm not the one who's inviting <laughs> who's inviting and who he wants to invite. You won't let no, me. No, you ask him. You 
they come? I don't know. It's not. It's not me who is doing organization. Is she quite clear? Is it you who will let me come? No, it's not. No, don't don't say that. It's not me. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I'm laughing. Now I'm it's laughing with my my 32 year old self. The one who has to ask you to come or not? Not me. Let's get this quite clear. Is it you who decides? <laughs> I'm not the one who decides. Please, can you? I don't want me. Chris, there was a producer. I'm not sure that clear on that point, Slim. <laughs> well, you see, you saw 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 you Oh, I had some bad news about Barry this week. I think Barry might have passed away. Ian Lee and Chris, I think, and I don't <laughs> no, want to spread rumours. I think Barry died. I think Barry died a couple of weeks ago. Just to clarify, who do I get in touch with? Get in touch with Ian Lee and Chris. Right, got it. Right. Basically, the app, whenever I speak to spoke to Barry, past tense, it's just repetition. Okay. A minty biscuit. <laughs> oh, God. He's gone now, Lindsay. <laughs> oh, not that. <laughs> How long does this go on? Is he playing the whole show, by the way? Cause, um... Okay. Hello? 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 Did you get all that in? Yes, we did, Joe. That was lovely. Thank you very much. Um... Yeah, I heard that Barry passed away a couple of weeks ago. I got an uh, uh, um, an email from uh, his Margaret saying that um, he passed away. And, um, yeah, well, Catherine says it's for the best. It's, you know, a woman is widowed. A, a son, albeit a lunatic, drug-addled bully called Dave. It's, uh, here's the thing. His son Dave. Were you there, John, when his son Dave bur- uh, came to the studio and burst into the studio and beat me up? Assaulted me live on air. It's incredible. Incredible. It went to the police and everything. It was very, very nasty. Um, but, yeah, the, um, I had an email, and I've, I've kind of looked into it as much as, as I can be um, uh, bothered. And uh, Barry's passed away. And these things happen, you know, people come and people go. It's, it's the, the circle of life, isn't it, really? Um, never mind. Oh three four four four. I'm really aware that I sound like that idiot that was hosting that that show there. Nothing's changed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Phone calls have the phone calls have dried off. How many phone calls have we had this evening so far? Let's um, let's tot up those stats. And of course, uh, don't forget that for every phone call we get, Talk Radio is going to give a hundred pounds to charity. Nine. It's got to be more than twenty calls for Talk Radio to give that money to charity, though. So we're, we're some way off, which is a shame. Don't matter. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You know, by, by the way, by the way, by the way, I should have said we're getting loads of texts from people who are. Um, may God bless you. Are bored with. Um, and so they've come over to us. You're welcome. And you may be confused by the fact that we're talking about um, uh, uh, underrated bands, jobs you can do standing up. 
um, and other bits and pieces that we've we've talked about, scams and stuff like that. You are not, you don't have to just phone in about those things. Okay, you can the way this show works, and it needs a little bit of explanation for the new caller because it's um. Well, it's unlike anything else that's out there, really, is um, if you've just come from or from the BBC local radio stations, what they tend to do is they will give you a subject and a question for an hour. So for a whole hour, it'll be right. Do I I did listen to a bit of um, a breakfast show on LBC today and they were talking about um, Theresa May going to meet. Donald Trump and the phone in was what should Theresa May what adv- what would you what, what would you say what advice would you give to Theresa May before she m- meets Donald Trump and this bloke phoned in and Ferrari went to him so what would uh, what would you say to Theresa May before she meets with Donald Trump then and he said well I would tell her to get the best deal that she can for Britain huh that w- that's what he phoned in to say. What would you say to Theresa May before she meets Donald Trump? Well, I would tell her to make sure she gets the best deal for Britain. What do you think she's going to do, you absolute prune? What do you think she's going to go there and go, now, am I supposed to get the best deal or the worst deal? Best deal or... I can't remember! This is why I do think phone-ins... Like that. There's no point to them, really. You know, what do you think of Donald Trump? Call me now. Someone phones up and goes, oh, I think he's brilliant. He says what he thinks. Next person phones up, I think he's terrible. It's the worst thing for the world. Next person phones up, I disagree with that last person. By the way, now I've asked that, the phones have gone um, mental. Was that actually their topic last night? What do you think of Donald Trump? And it goes back and forth like that. Back and forth like that, and you don't, you don't get anywhere. That hour of radio would be pointless because you don't, you don't achieve anything with it. Donald Trump isn't certainly going to change his behaviour because of that hour of radio. The British government isn't going to change their attitude towards the sexual deviant uh, because of that hour of radio. It doesn't achieve anything. All it is is it's blokes, and it is mainly blokes, as we discussed before. It's blokes saying stuff so that they sound important they think that they by going on the radio and saying well i think theresa may i would tell her to make sure she gets the best deal for britain they think that 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 that, that they uh, somehow by doing that on a radio station they have become important that 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 they are intelligent they are intellectuals because they can go on the nick ferrari show and say something like, I would tell Theresa May to get the best deal she can for Britain. And I think that makes them like a proper intellectual. Because they've done that. Well, you've come into work with uh, a spring in your step. Well, I'll have you know, I uh, I was on the Nick Ferrari show this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. What was that about? Well, I think I said something very important, and uh, I think I've put the world to rights. Oh, yeah, what, what, what was the phone-in? Well, the phone-in was, what would you say to Theresa May before she meets Donald Trump? Oh, yeah, yeah. You phoned in with that, did you? Yes, I did, actually. What did you say? Well, I said that I would say to Theresa May, make sure you get the best deal for Britain. What? 
Yes, I, th- I, I said, I think, make sure you get the best deal for Britain. You found, you picked, you picked a, have a listen to this. He phoned up the radio today. Oh, yeah. Say that, that Theresa May should get the best deal. Well, that's obvious. Huh? It's obvious. Idiots. So we don't do it like that here. I just stand here, stand here, and talk nonsense. And you can call in about the nonsense I'm talking about, or you can call in about anything else, is the point I was trying to get to. 0344 499 1000. No one gets turned away. Well, a couple of people do. Um, but the majority of you, you won't get turned away if you're listening to this. <laughs> ben! Hello. Hello, Ben. Hi, um... um I've been, I'm funny him because yes. I heard a song he played. What would you say to Theresa yeah. May before she met with Donald Trump? Before? Get your act together, please. <laughs> Fair play. What does that mean? Um, I would be, if I was Theresa May, do you know what I'd do? No. I would, I would, and I was meeting Donald Trump, I'd get, I would, I would flirt with him. No, no, flirt. no. Yeah, I would. And I'd do, um, what's that film where Sharon Stone doesn't wear any knickers? Basic Instinct? Yeah, I'd do, I'd Basic Instinct Trump. <sighs> Ooh. Because uh, you, you never know. You never know. She wants to get mm. the best deal for Britain, she better work for it. I don't know whether that's quite the right way. Or he should basic instinct her. He should he should meet her in a dressing gown. I'm sorry, I've not had time to get changed. He's in a dressing gown, and then he sits and crosses his his legs. To be fair, I think he is actually thinking of doing that. Is that, is that is that his plan? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Someone should build a wall around his penis. Um, anyway, Ben, yes. Yeah, there's um, a song you played. Yes. I can't be sure how long ago it was because my brain won't quite tell me at this point. No, the brain is um, is putting up barriers, yes. It is, um, but it was... It had a, all I can describe it as, it had a strange beat. Okay. It, it was Here, There and Everywhere, and the drum beat was what really caught me. Here, There and Everywhere by the Beatles? No, no. no. Oh, no, Malcolm's calling him my favourite call. It was what, um, was it sung by a woman? Was no, it was it, was it was it tonight? No, it wasn't tonight. I haven't been listening tonight, unfortunately. Oh. But every every other night I do. You see, and it wasn't a woman singing because normally I play I play a lot of Imani Coppola. It wasn't Imani Coppola. By the way, guys, a lot of people their new favourite caller is Malcolm. Malcolm is it not that Malcolm? It's a different Malcolm. That's a shame. Okay. Um... Because I play a lot of Imani Coppola. It was there singing on it. Yes, there was a lot of um, sort of. Uh, what's coming to mind is droney music, but it doesn't sound as bad. as... Droney music. Well, that does sum up quite a lot of um, my iTunes back catalogue. No, it, it sounds like a great seventies, sixties kind of psychedelia song, really. Um. Does there not? Does um no? It doesn't have a recently played. Does they have a recently played on iTunes? They do, don't they? Hang on a second. It was quite a while ago. That's a problem because oh. I wanted to record the show yes. or think or make a point of it somewhere. Did you email remember. me about this or tweet me about mm- this? No. Oh, because someone emailed me or not. tweeted me about a song that I played, and he said you played it about three months ago, and I can't remember anything about it. Do you know what it was? 
I was like, well, no. I'm going to need a bit droney. No. Ah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, um... Let's, let's have a little, let's see if we can narrow this down. Hang on a second. Um, oh, I know exactly I just, what it was. I know really? exactly what it was. Please, do it. Was it this bad boy? Oh, no, there's an advert. Hang on, there's an advert coming up. And we can't play the adverts on there because they're not paying for it. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Was it this? Hang on, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes. Okay. Is that playing? Oh, no, I've muted it. No. No, it's not. I've muted it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Now. This. Yep. Is it this? Uh. It's coming. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Is it this? Like a tsunami. Hang on, tsunami. It's a yep. No, and this is the Beach Boys. Oh, flipping it! I was convinced it was that because that's quite droney. No, 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 no. It was like um harder, harder, like a seventies real rock album. But drone now, am I getting hung up on the word droney when perhaps I should? I think you are. Yes, it was more. Uh, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a and it was a bloke singing. Yes. It was. It was more sort of a, a, a. It was seventies psychedelia. Give me, give me. I, I need. Give me a line. Give me a line. I did have it in my head. So we'll get it out. Get it into <laughs> your mouth and then spit it out at me. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to write it down, but I never did. Oh God! That's the, that's the problem. That is that's a big problem. Pro- that is a very, very big problem. Seventies psychedelia. It, oh God! It was about you. You don't. It's not one you play a lot at all. It was only this once, and I listen, you know, more than regularly. Mm. I don't know. Ah. I ca- I cannot. Um, I, I need more data than you have yeah. been able to provide um okay okay well, all right well hang on what was this um if he knew the beach boys he'd know that it wasn't um, no it wasn't the beach boys definitely it wasn't it them the singing all right was it um okay i'm gonna try was it this there we go was it this no, that's love. He knows it. Oh, okay, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. <laughs> In that case, it was something obscure. And it was it, very obscure, yeah. It was... I know exactly what it was. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Don't nobody go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. I know exactly what it was. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's not that. It is... Um... Oh, um, uh, it was, was it this? Hang on a minute. Was it this? No, it wasn't that. It's one of, it's one oh. of, it's this, it's this, it's this, I got it. In time to see the wars set me quite slowly. But say no more. Is it this? No, I don't think so. I'm sorry. Okay, this is our work. When you were lost. 
and never will see. Was it that? No, man. Right, okay, okay, hang on a minute, we're gonna get there, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get there. Right, hang on a second, was it, was it, was it, was it this? It's only four degrees, it's only four degrees. Is it No, it? no? okay. It's only four <sighs> Was it? Yeah. Was it? Uh, was it? Um, was it this? Come on Is that it? Banana armory. No, it sounds a bit too banana armory. <laughs> man, hang on a minute. Maybe, maybe Malcolm. Was, ah. Hang on a minute. Mal- Malcolm, do you know what he's talking about? I doubt it. Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. hello, mate. Sorry. That's all right, man. Do you know? He's not listening. Do you know what song Ben is talking about? I haven't got a clue. I've just picked the. I'm sorry. I rang up and I went to make a cup of tea. And I've just come back to the phone. Sorry, mate. Okay, okay. Was it... Alright, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. They might have it. We might have it here. Was it... um, Was it this? Was it this? Here we go, here we go. Okay. I know exactly what it was. I've got to sit down. Um, I've got to sit down because I know what, I know what, was it spiritualised? Sit down, sit down. Sorry? I'll just say sit down and then you might get it. I've sat sat down. Was it spiritualised? I don't think so. Do you know, do you know the band spiritualised? Is that the guy, um, with the bald head? I don't know. <laughs> no. oh, oh, that's the funniest thing anyone's ever said to me in, in 15 years of doing phoning radio. I don't know. I don't know oh. if he's got the uh, if he's got a bald um, head. Head. Um, oh, flipping! It's an art. I don't know if this is interesting for anybody else who's listening, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm determined now. As far as I'm aware, we're just we're just in my house discussing this. Hang on a minute. Are you treating it as a challenge? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, de- definitely. Hang on a second. Let me find out what the um, 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 it, it's, it might have been spiritualized, but I wouldn't have a clue what song I played. Do you know what's coming to me? I think I think it started with the drum beat. The drum beat was... Dum, dum, diddle, 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 You're going to get the drum beat in your face in a minute with my fists. Ah. Um, it, do the, okay, sing the drum beat. Yeah, that, that's going to be harder than... Go on, do it. Think. Go on. Oh, it was heavy. Boom. 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 It's out there. Ben, we'll find out if we can uh, find out what it is. We've wasted 15 minutes on that. Malcolm, stay there. Come to you in a bit. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. When we're all in a crowd and you catch your eye and then you both smile, I feel so deep inside. And when I'm with her, she talks about you, the things that you say, the things that you do. 
list their friends at the end right so we've been sent the okay so Catherine has this this is the song that we're trying to find boom 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 but up but up boom 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 but up but up boom 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 but up but up boom 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 but up but up dup dup boom 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 but up but up boom 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 but up but up dup dup Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so if anyone knows that, 0344 499 1000. Yes, Malcolm! Uh, hello, mate, how are you doing? I'm, I'm all uh, right, Malcolm. Hiya, mate, I'm, I'm going to put Cargo Fleet on a map. On your map, anyway, Cargo Fleet in Millsburg, that's where I'm from. You're going to put, put what, what, what? A place called Cargo Fleet. Where, okay, what, 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 how, what, where, when, and indeed, why? Well, there's not much here. Do you know, you've probably seen on the TV, you know the transporter bridge that goes over the Tees? Yes. That's where, that's where Cargo Fleet is, that's where I live. Okay, and uh, you're telling, you're giving me this information for why? Oh, it's just useless information, because nobody ever mentions Cargo Fleet, you see, and I just thought I'd come on and mention it, like... But why? Why? But Why? <laughs> Why are you so desperate to hear your town? And it's great, Malcolm. It's nice to talk to you. It's always nice to talk to new callers. And I do say yeah. anybody can phone in about anything. Why do you feel the need to hear your town mentioned on um, the radio? I, I don't know, because I never hear anybody from Middlesbrough phoning up. Cargo oh, Fleet? Cargo Fleet in Middlesbrough, yeah. It sounds like um, a sort of soft rock band from the 70s. Would you please welcome to the stage, Cargo Fleet? <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Industri- it's an industrialised area, mate. I'm telling you what it is, right? There's loads of yeah. prostitutes on this hey, area. Hey, flipping it. How do you know that, Malcolm? 
Because they're all over the place. Yeah. You see them everywhere. They're all all over the place, I'm telling you. I'm, well, you've got to go, go, go on a living. I don't go with them. Well, no, you've got, got to, um, uh, you've got, some people have got to earn a living, and unfortunately that's the trade that some people have to, uh, I- indulge in. Um. Yeah, it's shocking, man, I think. Uh, they should be, they should be allowed, they should be allowed to do it, but they're just hanging on, on the big Well, but what, what else, that, what, but so that, doesn't that just show you what desperate situations some young women, um, are, are forced into? I, I can't imagine that, that many of them enjoy it. I don't know. I, I don't even speak to them. I see them around. I don't have nothing to do with them. I've got a partner, like she's listening in anyway, so I've got... Oh, I see. Oh, I see. That's why you're saying you don't have sex with... Uh, with I wouldn't go know. with a prosy anyway. I okay. wouldn't touch one of them at Vargepool. But, but, well, well, this is a conversation... Well, I was going to say it's taken a strange turn. It started I, off going down a strange road anyway. But why, yeah. did, why didn't you go and say hello to them? They're human beings. They're young. They're women. They're women, Malcolm, that have been forced into into an awful. Imagine having to sell your body to to, oh, to feed my. yourself, feed your kids, feed, feed your drug addiction. If that's the case, whatever the case may be, they're young women that have been dealt a really poor hand, and they feel that that's the only way they can um, they can survive. Yeah, it is. It's not good, like. Well, no, uh, it's not good. But they're, they're someone's daughter, possibly oh, someone's mum. Ah, uh, exactly, man. It's it's not on. But uh, I was going to ask you: Have you heard of a band before called Ange- the, the I remember them called when Cargo I was younger, Fleet. Like, a band called Angelic Upstart. Do you know them, do you? The Angelic Upstarts. I've, the name rings a bell. I, I couldn't name you one of their songs. Uh, uh, they're from my area. Well, they're not from my area. They're from further up the north. They're like you know, from the northeast and that. They're from uh, Cargo Heaven Fleet. Or Jarrow, I think that's where they're from. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the other point I was going to make it make was sorry was that uh, Theresa May when she goes and sees Donald Trump, yes, don't wear those hot pants because he might grab a crutch. There we go, you see, and um, we all know that um, that that really was. I'm going to be honest. We've had um, the last two nights. We've had two calls from two gentlemen named Malcolm. They've both been. Really unusual phone calls. I had no idea where that was going, where it was coming from. We're getting suggestions for what this flipping song might be. Of course, without... I'm tempted to phone that... Hang on. I, I, this this could be it. Um, is this it? Um, is it this, this could be it. This could be it. Someone suggested. Pete suggested this. I haven't got a cl- I'm not that bloke. I'm never going to know. And here's the thing. I bet if we stumbled across that song, he wouldn't recognise it. He wouldn't recognise it. And fair play to him, right? What a br- yeah, I, I, I've said in the past, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, um, that this show is prank call proof, right? Because because we let anyone on, and because people can phone in about anything, right? And because we we kind of follow the rule of if they wouldn't normally get onto a phone in show, that put them on here. I've always said that this show is prank call proof. But imagine if that bloke Ben had made that song up. That there was no, there was no song. I'd never played a song. Boom, boom, 
that started like that. That's a beautiful prank. That is. Ben, you may have just played me. And if you've played me, sir, good for you. Catherine, why don't you come in and join me? Um, before you do that, can I have an out time? I need to, I need to know, because we're going to play the Rod Argent interview from the zombies and, of course, from Argent. I kind of need to know what time we're going to hit play on that. Because I want you guys to get the most. Sorry to interrupt your sandwich, John. I do apologise. So we just interrupt your lunch for for maths. Imagine. Boom, boom, boom. Ba-da, ba-da, bum, bum. Um, oh, hang on a minute. Ben! I'm not I'm making it up. It <laughs> is a real song, but I'll take it off. Is it, is it this? No, no, no. Sorry. Crying out loud. I'm so sorry. Um, At some stage, Ben, you know, this is what happens with my mother when she's trying to name songs. She'll just say, yeah, to make it stop. You can do that if you want. Now I've got someone saying, what was that song you played five minutes ago? I don't know! I'm not (laughs) blooming David Kidd Jensen. I'm not a music jock. (laughs) Ben, have 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 a good hard think, Ben, over the weekend... Um, it wasn't, yeah. hang on a minute, it wasn't, because someone suggested this, and I, uh, uh, If only that lyric would come back. Yes, it wasn't, it wasn't this, was it? Boom, 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 ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba. No. It wasn't that? Okay, that was no. It. That was XTC, wrapped in grey. Um, oh! <gasps> hang on! Just a cotton-picking minute. Let me just remind myself okay. of how that drum beat started. Boom, boom, boom. I got it. I'm, I'm, yeah, you come walk out there. I uh, got it. Hang on, hang on a minute. Don't move. Don't nobody move. No, don't panic, Mister Mannering. Was it? He's gone. He's put no, the phone down. No. That either means that was it and it's blown his mind, or his mum uh, wants to use the phone. <laughs> was that it? Ben. Ooh, it. Let's take a break. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's um, a show for the kids tonight. Uh, Anton Newcomb, who is in a band called The, uh, the um, Brian Jonestown Massacre. Um, very close to coming on the show. Very close to coming on okay, the show. So I messaged him ages ago, and he said, yeah, I'd love to, and I, I, I didn't chase it up. Um, and we are tweeting, um, e- each other now. Well, let's just hope, if he's that close, let's hope he's not been listening for the past 20 minutes. Well, no, I know. Um, but he's excited. He said, he said he's a big fan of, um, uh, the zombies. Um, and he might come on on the phone, because he's an Amer- American. He's, he's, um, he's in America. But then he said, oh, I'm, I'm coming to... Uh, whereabouts in England are you? I'm coming to London soon for business. Oh. I said, man, listen, you'd be absolutely... Um, look at that, talking to Anton Newcomb about um, the, the zombies. There we go. Fantastic. Uh, so he'll be coming in at some point. Yeah, Dig. Dig is the movie. We were just talking about that. We probably won't mention that to him. Um, 
344 is the telephone number. That buzzing you can hear is the fan. Been going on all evening. Um, oh, we're going to play Rod Argent from The Zombies and from Argent in a little bit. Listen to this. Fancy a new job as the Lone Ranger. Ignore that bit, it doesn't make sense. What does that mean? Vacancy. I'd love this. I would be totally up for a little bit of this. Vacancy on stunning but remote islands. Oh. Applicants must be self-starters, enjoy the company of puffins and seals, and require no running water. Whoa. Yes? Who's going to say they enjoy the company of puffins and seals, apart from a weirdo? Um, well... All right, weirdo wanted. No, shut up, man. Seals are awesome. How much time have you spent with them? They stink. I'm not going to... I'm not going to, um, basic instinct to seal. Well, it's a lonely job. Carry on. What's wrong with seal, you racist? (gasps) But at least the commute is just one minute long. This sounds perfect. The National Trust is looking for a ranger... Oh, OK, a ranger, OK. For the remote Farn Islands, one of Britain's oldest and most spectacular nature reserves. A mile off the Northumberland coast, it is a nature lover's dream, promising jaw-dropping sunrises and one of England's largest seal colonies on your doorstep. All to yourself. All to yourself. Imagine you could, um... What was that? Oh, it was, um... Hang on a second, let's see this. Yes, line one! Hello, um, yeah. You're on the I'm air? Live on the air. Yes, you are live on the air, yeah. Okay, um, can you come with that? Um, what, what, what have you got to say? Uh, it's just, uh, Ben from the, uh, um, mobile call. Is this Ben? Yeah. About the band? Yeah. Right, alright, we'll call you back. Okay, cheers. Bye. We got his, can we go, can you do that, do you have the technology to do that? John, do you know, do you want to... I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, mate, oh, we're done. It's just it's taking a dark turn, isn't it? It's taking a bit of a dark turn. Yeah. I mean, he spoke to you then as if you didn't know you at all. It, well, it didn't sound like him. It wasn't his voice. That's the voice they do for the um, backroom stuff. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, the, you get the, used the, to that. The show do you need a hand, John? Is it... You, you, that is... There's no, there's no harm in admitting you don't know how to work... Phone box, I haven't got a clue. I can touch the screen. Oh, look, what have you done? Look at that. So I'm going to try hit that. Yeah. No, that doesn't do nothing. Catherine, go on, go oh, on. Flipping egg. No, don't flipping egg. Oh, flipping egg in you. John is, is, it's not um. John's fault. It, well, you mouthed John is worthless no, to me. You mouthed it. No. A good microphone would, a good microphone would have picked that up. Rangers also have to contend, here we go, this is where it gets a bit nasty, with dive-bombing attacks from Arctic terns and harsh spring storms. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with that. Um, On air now, I'll message tomorrow in person always fave there we go um sorry uh, contend with dive bombing attacks from arctic did you hear my brain trying to do two things at once then trying to read the story and also compose um 
Um, I did it then. I was trying to do two different things at once, and instead I couldn't do any. I just froze like a lunatic. God, I've been doing this job for years. Ben. Yes. Hello. What is going on? I'm not quite sure, are you? No. Well, let's try and go from here. Go on, then. What would you say if I said I want to go into voiceover work? You, uh, you're not the Ben that phoned up about the song. I am, yes. Right. Did we get the song? No. <sighs> is there actually a song? Yeah, there, no, there definitely is. Yeah. Um, this is no mm. prank or anything like that. Or no. are you practising your voiceover thing now? No. no have is not it, have you got a job interview for... No. Um, is it, alright, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. Is it this? this is, is, it this? is it this? Is it this? No. Not that? No, you're being silly now, come on. No, man. I'm not! I thought it might be that! That gets quite <laughs> dirgy! Right. Anyway. Um, what would I say? Don't do it. Really? Yeah. Oh. What, what made you ask, Ben? This was my other question. When I was phoning up before, yes, asking about the song, yes, there was a secondary question. Yes, hit us with it, Ben. And I thought, how? I mean, what? you make a good living out of voiceover work. Yes, doesn't pay. Doesn't pay what it used to, but yes, I d- well, d- some people do. Y- y- yes, is that something huh? that you think I could get into? No, why not? Well, two reasons. One, I don't want to encourage anybody to get into a career that is already... that, that You know, I don't want to encourage anyone to steal my jobs. And two, do you really want me to give you reason number two? Um, go on, then. Your voice is awful! Who'd want to listen to that? In what respect? In the respect that it's flaky, man! Flaky? Yeah! Um, what, like a, like a how flaky? Like a how flaky? How flaky do you mean, like, in, in how flaky? Very flaky. Oh. Flaky, breaky heart. Give me a line, give me a, okay, come on, give me a line. Uh, yeah. Daz is the best white powder you've ever snorted. Oh come on, Ben! For goodness' sake, you got to, you know, you got. Yeah, no, the thing is, when you do these voiceovers, time is money, baby. Time is money. There's no time for yeah. messing around. If you sure, if you finish the session with 15 minutes to spare on the clock, there yeah, you can have a few laughs. Then you can have a couple of a couple of jokes. Then, but um, uh, until then, you've got to focus. Okay. I'll remember. How do you think you're going to get into it? Probably by knocking on someone's door. Mm, yeah, that's how most people get into the voiceover game. Well, you see, it's, it's a non-goer, isn't it? We've got to realise that now. Yeah, we do. Thank- Sorry, Ian. Thanks for calling, Ben. OK. Bye-bye. Um, bye. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, it's... Yeah. Well... 
It's gone. Are you, are you sure he's gone? Ben, you've gone, haven't you? Boom, boom, boom. Um, that was strange, isn't it? Yeah. Um, actually, the, the life of a voiceover artist is, is I, I was a bit mean there, it's a, it's a great laugh. Me and, me and when I, in fact, the, the, the guy I do with um, the, the Laugh Out Loud is, is called Ben, we're always la- laughing. Out loud. Const- constantly laughing and swearing. Mm. So it's a great environment to work in. Uh, Ben's voice is absolutely superb. I just don't want to encourage anybody to get involved in that business because I don't want to be done out of work. The thing that annoys me, right, James Corden. And we did. We play the ads here. And I love the ads here because they feed my kids, and there are more of them, please. But James Corden is a multi-millionaire. He's going to be hosting the next Oscars. He doesn't need to do voiceovers for ads. Greedy. He doesn't need to do that. That's uh, genuinely, honestly. I listen to him doing voiceovers for ads. I get proper, proper angry. Mm. Proper angry with that. He's a millionaire. There should be a limit when you when you you when you've got either um, a million pounds in the bank, or a chat show in America, or you're hosting the Oscars. Then you shouldn't be allowed to do voiceovers. But ironically, they're the people they want. They want the the known voices, don't they? No. Not the Bens of this world. Yes, sadly. yes, line one. Ian, um, no, I want to ask you about another song if I may. The one that you played just before midnight. And I wrote down the, some of the lyrics, yes. and you joined in, but again, I couldn't hear what it was, if, if you did say, are you ready for it? Mm. But all the sunlight I never saw and never will see. I don't know. What, before, did I play it before or after? You played it just, when you, you know, you were running through a few Oh, no! Are you kidding and me? This one, and this one, you joined, <laughs> you joined in... And it was a male, it was a, it was a solo male singer, and you played it actually a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't get what it was. So hang on a minute. Then. Now we're trying to go through all the songs. Oh, I know what it is. I, I do know what that one is. But you joined in. You joined in with this one. A uh, flipping heck! Oh. It was. Mind you, you join in with a lot of songs, so it doesn't really give it away, does it? Really? Right. Is it? Um. Hang on. Um. Hang on, is it... Plain to see when you were cry- longing, crying, is but it? all the sunlight I never saw and never will see. Hang on, hang on, it's... Oh, then he sang it then. Here we go. But I don't really know the tune. Hang on a minute, mm. I'm going through, um... Is it... Uh, um... Oh, no, it isn't. Is it, it's not this, is I it? I like this straight to air. It's really good. I'm glad you brought this back. It's not only for degrees, it's only for degrees. Uh, oh. one. We're Lots doing the same... You're not the fella that always posts on Digital Spy that I should always do straight to air, are you? I am. Um, I never. I never read Digital Spy. <laughs> you little slimy little toe rag. He's always. For all the sunlight I never saw and never will see. This <laughs> does. What? What? I, I know. Why don't you listen back? Why? <laughs> well, tomorrow. I don't, says, I don't know if he says who it is. The su- all the sunlight I saw and never did see. Makes no sense. Well, maybe I didn't get the lyrics quite right. Oh, well, of course she did. Right, because of you, digital spy. I'm never doing straight to air again for the rest of my life. I've got another question. Oh no. God, go on. That was a joke about the sports special, wasn't it? Well, I've started <laughs> sending emails, so it better not be. <laughs> I'm DMing a footballer. And you know how that might go. Oh dear. Oh dear. Just guys. No, no idea. Um, 
no idea what that song was. And now we're, now we're, they, they want us to remember songs that we would trying to remember songs, remembering songs. Flipping heck. Um, uh, uh, now, how would uh, his citizen Helene? How would you pronounce H E L E N E? Yeah, Helene. Well, no, that's not what I said. I said Helene. You said yeah. Well, you said how would I pronounce it properly? That's how I, I said. It. How would you? I said how would you pronounce Helene? And you went yeah, Helene. Well, that's not. Well, that's not a yeah situation. That's a no situation because that's different to what I said. <laughs> no, that's how I pronounce it. Well, no. So how how is it okay? <laughs> how forget my pronunciation and I your did. pronunciation. I did. You're wrong. How is it correctly pronounced? Helen. Okay. Why? She's listening, and I'm making a point of saying hello to all the new listeners. And tonight, I've said hello to three people. <laughs> Just say hello to the ones you can pronounce. It make you sound a lot cleverer. Yes, line one. Uh, the mystery song is it the one that goes. Hold the barrel steady and jump in one at a time. I don't know because I'm not Ben. And that song was scary. Yeah, it's good that, isn't it? I have a cutler. Um, do you know what, guys? We need to cleanse our palate a little bit. So you go and have a sorbet. I'm going to play some ads. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um... I love Howard Hughes. He's going from Twitter bots to international terrorism and the Mandela effect. We talk about that a lot, or do we? Um, we're going to play the chat I had with Rod Argent um, coming up. Rod um, is in the Zombies, was in the band Argent, and the Zombies are going to be touring America and the UK, UK in September, playing the Palladium at uh, the end of September, playing the Odyssey and Oracle album. We'd had a little bit of problems. We, we tried the interview in one room and our phone system wasn't working, so we kind of started it again. Uh, and I w- was asking him, because I was fascinated about the story, about the fake zombies that toured in the 60s have a listen to this listen rod it's so nice to talk to you i'm I'm genuinely thrilled before when we first attempted this conversation about five minutes ago we were talking about the fake zombies and this was a story that kind of came out last year and caught everyone's imagination you were saying that you were aware that there were two fake groups going around pretending to be you well we sort of were i mean the thing was that uh, we had a number one record and we didn't take advantage of it because I'd already formed Argent. I didn't want to move back and, and, and go over old ground. You know, yeah. uh, we, we always were the sort of people that uh, were looking forward rather than back. Um, but um, uh, when we knew there were people going around, we didn't know who they were. And it was only very, very recently that we found out that one of the bands that was the fake zombies actually turned out to be two of the members of ZZ Top later on. It's the funniest thing. Extraordinary. And and it it was quite common in the 60s. There was a fake Fleetwood Mac, I think. There was a fake animals going around. Yeah. Yeah. All about the dollar. Listen, you're here to talk about this wonderfully strange little album that's a slow yeah. a slow burner i think is the um the appropriate phrase the, the, the marvelous odyssey and oracle 50th anniversary this is the 50th anniversary uh, on the 40th anniversary uh, well it was it, it was actually the, the 41st really <laughs> but um we we got together and because we realized that we've never played the thing through yeah. with the original members and uh, chris white said why don't why don't we do it 
so we did, but we thought if we're going to do it, um, then we want to reproduce every single note that was on the original album. Yeah. And to do that, we, 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 we got uh, back together with Chris White and Hugh Grundy, who were the two surviving um, members, yeah. uh, other than Colin and me. Um, but we also used our current band, that are a fantastic band, I have to say. They're, 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 it's just a knockout to play with them. It's a privilege to be doing that now. Um, and um, we also got Darian Sahanaja from the Brian Wilson band. Oh, man, um, that guy's a... I, I'm a huge Brian Wilson fan. That guy's yeah. a genius. He's the reason that Smile exists. He's totally the reason that Smile yeah. exists. Um, and Darian oh, wow. um, is a huge fan of Odyssey and Oracle. And in fact, he was the, the, the perfect person because um, one of the problems that we had on some of those tracks was that in the studio, I played the original piano track and then I overdubbed uh, a Mellotron part yeah. quite often. And that Mellotron actually was John Lennon's Mellotron, wow. which he left in the studio. <laughs> now, the Mellotron was a weird... It was like it was like the the original synthesizer, not a Moog, but it it, it was like little pre-recorded bits of, of of music, wasn't it? Is that how oh, it worked? Cassette. Yeah, they were they were. It, it was like a million little uh, cassette loops. Yeah. Um. So when you played it, the note would only last for a few seconds, and you had to play it in such a with such a technique that you weren't uh, expecting to keep the note on for too long, yeah. you know, because it would run out. Um, and I think Mike Pinder um, actually, you know, from the Moody's, uh, had a lot to do with the devel- development of it. But anyway, one of the early ones um, uh, John Lennon had, wow. and and they the Beatles had just moved out of the studio as we moved in to record. Re- they just recorded Sergeant Pepper, and we moved in to start recording Odyssey and Oracle. Um, and he he they'd left some instruments around, and we just leapt on them, you know, and used yeah. them. So that, but anyway, that meant that I'm playing two keyboard parts at once. So Darian was the per- perfect person because he, he knows those Mellotron parts better than I do, actually. <laughs> he's I, one of those people. He's in, for those who don't know, he, he, he yeah. was kind of the musical director of the Brian Wilson band. He's also um, part of a brilliant band called the Wonder Mints, who yes. uh, are, are obviously big fans of the Beach Boys and the Zombies yeah. and all of that kind of pop from the 60s, and they recreate yeah. that sound amazingly. They, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're fantastic. And he's a lovely, lovely guy. Oh, good. And he's going to be doing um, at least most of the um, the gigs that we do. We're, we're just about to go to America and do a two-month tour. Yeah. Um, but this will be the last time ever um, that this year um, that we're going to be uh, repeating this exercise. You're never doing the- it again? Uh, not, not, I mean, the idea is that this is the 50th anniversary and with the original members and with the whole, you wow. know, bang shoot, this is the last time we're going to concentrate on Odyssey and Oracle. Because yeah. I, I love the fact that um, it, it has got such a following now and so many people say so many nice things about it. We, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And it, because it took about 12 years to get going after we recorded it in the first place. I mean, it's got a very strange history. It was only really around the time that Paul Weller uh, became number one with the jam. Um, And and he suddenly said, my favourite album of all time is Odyssey and Oracle. And you could have knocked me over with a feather. I mean, it was just... I I couldn't believe it. It's fair to say, and I don't think you'll take this as an insult, it came out with a bit of a a whimper as opposed to a bang, didn't it? It it, it kind of got ignored initially, which seems... Well... It doesn't seem incredible to me. When I, I spoke to Colin Blundstone a while ago, yeah. and, and to me, this feels like the English Forever Changes, you know, the Love Album, which, yeah. which kind of got, got ignored for years and years, and I think they're both really similar albums. 
Well, in a way, I know exactly what you're talking about. And also, in uh, uh, Pet Sounds, of course. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's now regarded as one, as one of the best ever albums. And, and yet, it, it, it wasn't that successful when it first came out. When Odyssey came out, we felt it was the best we could do. In the UK, we got some great reviews, but no, nobody played it. And, it, you know, and apart from Kenny Everett, who, who, who loved it and yeah. played a few tracks... Nobody played it, um, and so we broke up. Um, and, uh, you know, we were always, in the UK, we were, all, we were always less successful than almost anywhere else in the world, actually. Um, but that's just how it was. But, th- but then, all those years later, Paul started talking about it, yeah. and, and many other people did, too. Tom Petty suddenly wrote this wonderful thing about it, um, saying, you know, the, the, the zombies are just, the, you know, the, the, the best band. And, and, and he, he says that to the current day as well. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and you know what? I mean, it's never going to be Dark Side of the Moon, obviously, but it sells more every year now than it ever did when it first came out. It's which a, is crazy, it, it's isn't a, it? It's a masterpiece. It, it's an, and I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, I'm a big fan of 60s music. This yeah. one passed me by, and I, I missed it until mm. a couple of years ago. And yes. I put it on in the car... Yeah. And it blew my mind, man. It is a masterpiece. Oh, nice. Was it, um, reading the sleeve notes for the version yeah. I've got, it sounds like it got a little bit tense between the band towards the end of the recording. You talk about arguing, um, with, with Colin during, um, uh, time of the season. I have to tell you that Colin and I, uh, from, from the first day we met, which is, was our very first rehearsal, have always been firm and fast friends. Yeah. And we are to this day. But, um, towards, the end of the zombies there were tensions uh, coming in not because we didn't like each other but because uh, apart from chris white and myself who were the two main writers in the band uh, and because we had so much success actually we found out later all around the world and because our publishers were very honest chris and i had a good stream of income yeah, of but course. the other guys in the band just didn't and it got to the point where they were saying look we've got to do something our guitarist was getting married um, he said, look, I, I've got no money, you know, yeah. I've got to move on. And Colin was saying, look, I think we've taken this as far as we can go, you know. So it was our last shell, and we really, really wanted to put an album together um, with our own ideas because we we felt that up to that time, some of the uh, recent singles, uh, we were very frustrated with the production on them. And we thought, and Chris and I particularly thought, what we're writing, we want to, we want it to come out in the way that we can hear it in our heads. And that was the reason for doing the album. And we thought we'd done it very successfully, and we thought it was really good. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was a damp squib. And then in America, <laughs> it wasn't even going to come out uh, at all, because yeah. Clive Davis passed on it. Um, wow. And then uh, Al Cooper, who was the hottest uh, producer and, yeah. and session musician at the time, um, picked it up uh, while he was over here, and he raced to Clive Davis and said, I don't know which record company's got this album, but I don't care how much it costs us, you've got to buy it. Wow. And he said, well, we've got it, but we've passed on it. And um, he said, well, you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to put it out. So they put out a couple of tracks which didn't do very much, and then the third track was Time of the Season. And for a while, that didn't do anything. And then in the way that records could in those far-off times, yeah. uh, one DJ who absolutely loved it, he was in Idaho, in Boise, Idaho, started playing it out of one small station and it was like a pebble in a in a, a pond yeah. you know the ripples started to spread out gradually people started to love it and it went to number 1 in cashbox number 2 or 3 in billboard uh, and they were the two 
equivalent, um, a chart magazine at the time. And, and it, it sold two million records. And I defy uh, anybody to find... I think it's such a menacing-sounding pop song. It's wonderful, <laughs> but there's a real tension in there. It, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. There's a real mood to it. Um, and, and, you know, and it's lovely. And do you know what? Um, this, um, the, 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 the record company, um, BMG, um, in America, are putting out a big coffee table book to go with our touring and celebration, yeah. um, you know, our last shout of Odyssey and Oracle um, this year. And they've got some wonderful quotes, all got this year, from people like Brian Wilson, wow. uh, from Graham Nash, who said... Oh. Um, uh, yeah, Graham, he came to see us last year. He said, I, um, I, I came to see the zombies on stage last year. We could, we did three tours in America last year, but, yeah. um, and, and he said, I was mightily impressed, you know, and we got people like Tom Petty writing wow. about us and, and, and it's just really lovely to get all this now. I did, mean, it, did I read, yeah. did I read, Rod, sorry to interrupt, that, that, that Andrew yeah. Sandoval is, is, is doing something with your back catalogue. I don't know. Oh, you know more than I do. <laughs> well, mate, I mean, Andrew Sandoval, I, I, if the name doesn't ring a bell, he's, he's kind of a musical archivist and he's done great work with the monkeys and great work with the kinks. And I read right. that he was dusting off some of your tracks. But maybe, well, listen, maybe you don't know about it. Maybe it's, maybe it's a surprise that someone's, um, doing for you. Do you think, Rod, that you were cursed slightly by, um, she's not there? Because I think, I think we were cursed in, by, uh, I'll tell you what I think we were cursed by, particularly in this country. And that was, um, we came straight out of school, yeah. got a recording contract. Uh, we made She's Not There, which we were very happy with. The second I, song you ever wrote. Unbelievable. I mean, it's incredible, really. But Second song I ever wrote. And I have to tell you this as well. Almost nobody hears the original single now because everything was mono in those days. Yeah. Um, and it was all on four track. So... Um, we recorded the thing on four tracks, um, and then we added a drum overdub, which was very important to the single. Um, uh, but that was added as it was mixed down onto one track. <laughs> right? I love it. So after that, um, people in their wisdom said, oh, we've got to have it in stereo. This is after it was a hit. Yeah. Um, and, and now almost every time you ever hear that record, it's without a very important overdub, which it makes it much hipper and oh. much earthier. Are much groovier, How um, funny. and it's and it's a real real shame. You can still hear it, yeah. Because if you um, there was a Zombie Heaven box set, there's a box set called Zombie Heaven, yeah. And um, it was put together by Alec Palau, who's a huge, hugely accurate archivist himself, mm. and and he put the mono original single version of She's Not There, which I still love. Um, so. Nobody hears the, these days. Generally, you know, when it gets played on the radio, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you you very rarely he- hear that original song in the way that it was a hit. And I and I always think that's a real shame. But but I tell you anyway. To go back to your go original on. question, um, uh, we came straight out of school, and um, the record company said, "Okay, we've got to have an initial photo session." And we've got to have an initial story, something to hang it on. Yeah. So, um, so we, we went to this place. They took some really fairly cringy photos, actually, <laughs> I have to say. Um, and, and then they said, OK, what have you been doing? You know, let's, let's, let's think up a story. What, what are we going to hang this on? What have you been doing? Oh, no. We said, we haven't been doing anything. We just left school. We just made our first record. Um, and they said, oh, well, OK, what did you do at school? And we said, 
what do you mean, what did we do at school? Well, you know, did you get a lot of exams? We said, well, we, did, we, we got a few exams. I was going to go to university at the time, you know, but I much wanted more to be in the band. Yeah, of course. Um, so um, they hung. They said, okay, how many O-levels have you got between you? And oh, for God's sake. And, and it wasn't even a, a decent story because oh. when you think about it, yeah. you know, you've got Paul Jones who'd been to Oxford. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got Mick Jagger who was at the LSE. You know, it was just it was just craziness. But then, because <laughs> our second single at the time, which was called Leave Me Be, mm. none of us wanted that out as a single. Yeah. Um, and we, we felt it was a very lame recording. Um, and, and it fell flat on its face. And, and the result was that almost every story that we had in newspapers af- after that, for the next three years that we were professional, um, used the original set of photographs. And we'd had many, many more taken yeah. by that time. Some very cool ones. When you see this book that comes out this year, there's some loads of old zombies photographs, some really, really good ones, because we only let the good ones you know, out on yeah. this book. Um, and, 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 and we look really cool, but we had this nerdy image yeah, yeah. because of this, this awful publicity we had at the beginning. And we had a manager who, who wasn't really in love with rock and roll, as opposed to Andrew Luke Oldham with the Stones, you yeah, know, of course, yeah. the Who's management were, were a hundred percent into rock and roll and what, it, and we were, but our management wasn't, and we were just handled very badly with an, with image in that early those early days, and I think that really did us uh, a disfavour in this country. Do you do you, do you feel that you kind of the zombies don't get the attention they deserve? Because when you hear about the sixties, it's always. Yeah. The Beatles and the Stones and the Beach Boys, they're the kind of top tier. Then the next tier are the Kinks and the Who and, and, and yeah. the Birds. And then yeah. the Zombies are kind of, you know, sort of off in the distance somewhere. And yet, and yet, and yet, you've got albums like this, you've got tracks like She's Not There that stand up with the Who stuff, with the Rolling Stones stuff. Do you feel a little bit sidelined? Yeah, but I, yeah uh, in a sense, um, although in different countries in the world, we've had a lot more uh, hits. And even in America, we've had yeah. a, at least three massive hits. You know, She's Not There was the only hit we had in the UK. Yeah. Um, and, and so when you've only had one hit single, you know, um, it's inevitable in a way. I'm, I'm just very, very pleased that some of the early stuff that we did, A, um, is still regarded as being really good. Mm. Um, and, and, and even Time of the Season, which has never been a hit here, gets played all the time on, on radio, even these days, you know. And there are not many records from our vintage that actually do no. that. And and, um, and and stand up and stand the test of time. Rod, listen, I'm going to let you go in a bit, because I, I could talk to you all night, honestly. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm in, I'm in 15-year-old me is over the moon. I've got to ask no. you a couple of things off on a tangent, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, go ahead. Argent, of course, did yeah. uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, the original version. Yeah, we ha- did. How yeah. much input did you have with the Kiss version? Oh, um, very little. But the thing is that they they just copied it very very closely, really. And but and then they got a writing credit on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> how did they do I, that? <laughs> uh, because I mean, I, I was I was appalled one day. I was watching television. I heard Gene Simmons say, "Here's a song I wrote." Thanks, God gave rock and roll you. And all they Incredible. did there was there was a couplet in the song uh, where Russ had written. Um, Love Cliff Richard, but please don't tease. You know, that was one of the couplets yeah. in the song. And, and he said, oh, well, the American audiences won't understand that. Yeah. So he 
wrote another couple of couplets. Unbelievable. And that, that was basically his input into the song. Incredible. You know, just those, those few lyrics. And, and that's, that's really the only difference. Otherwise, it, you know, it just copies the mood and the feeling of the Argent song very well. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, and I didn't know this until today, you played piano on um, Who Are You, the Who song, one of, one of my all-time favourite songs. Yeah, yeah. How did, I, yeah, how did that come song, about? Yeah. Were, you, were, you, were you doing session work or were you friends with the band and they said, Rod, come in and give us a... How, how did that work? I came off um, the road with Argent in 1975 and I thought for a year, I'm not going to do anything of my own at all. I just want to see, you know, if any interesting leads lead to other things, yeah. you know, and, and they did in many ways, actually. Um, but one of the things I did, I got a call from Roger Daltrey who said, will you play on my solo album? It was called One of the Boys. Yeah. So uh, I played on that whole album, and then after that, he uh, he said to Pete, I, "I, you know, I think it'd be great if Rob played on on our next album." So I went down, and the idea was that I was going to play on the whole album. Mm. But the, the Who were going through a lot of um, business changes at that time, mm. and uh, and I put a few weeks aside, and I turned up at Rampal every day, and. And really, a lot of the time was taken up with them in meetings upstairs, business meetings, etc. Right. And there wasn't an awful lot of recording going on. When the recording went on, it was it, it, it didn't take forever to do. It really didn't, yeah. you know. And, and the band are fabulous. I mean, I've always been a huge, huge oh, admirer man, of the Who. Um, and we did Who Are You? And I played on a song called Love Is Coming Down. Uh, even though I'm not in the confusion of things, I'm not actually credited on that. But that's me playing piano on that. Yeah. Um, and I played uh, on a John Entwistle track, which I've, uh, uh, name escapes me at the moment. Um, but then I said to Pete, look, I've been booked um, to do an album with Gary Moore, Coliseum, uh, Julian Lloyd Webber, and it's an Andrew Lloyd Webber album called Variations. Wow. And he, and he said, well, wouldn't you rather be doing this? I said, look, I, I, I've said to Andrew I'm going to be doing it. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to not do it. You know, I'm... Uh, you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to doing as well. Yeah. Um, and I've got to do it because I'm committed to doing it. So uh, I wasn't on the rest of the album. Otherwise, I would have been <laughs> on the whole album. Um, Rod, it's such a joy to talk to you. Uh, God knows what Colin Blundstone is doing, but his voice is just ridiculously good for, you know, for a man who's been singing for that long. I, 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 he must be gargling with something to... Well, we, we, um, we, we made a new album uh, last year. Yeah. And when it came out, we got a... When we were on tour in America... We got a phone call from Billboard saying, we just wanted you to know um, that for the first time as the Zombies, for the first time in 50 years, uh, you're in the top 100 albums. Beautiful. (laughs) Which is is wonderful. And the thing is that we do everything in the original keys. Yeah. Um, uh, All of us have looked after our voices in the sense that we, you know, when you get older, you can keep your chops, but you have to work at it. And Colin does that religiously. And and his voice in many ways is more powerful now than it was when he was young and we you know and we've we've both got um exactly the range we always had so we you know we're proud of that too what well, well, and finally rod after this tour have you got any plans or do you not look that far ahead any you know any more music coming out any new stuff um i've i've just um i had a rest from i mean i wrote everything bar one song on the last album and 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 the actual fact of recording new material is the most important thing to us because it's that feeling of having a creative path forward yeah. that energizes us um as it always did you know we still think of everything in exactly the same way and we love playing the new material and 
and and and getting it responded to by young people as yeah. well, which feels fantastic at, at our advanced age, you know. So, <laughs> uh, so the idea um, is that we're going to be doing another album. Um, I, I'm um, I'm just beginning to get one or two ideas um, uh, at the moment. Um, we've, we're doing a two-month tour of America that we start in at the end of February, the very end of February. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be doing some European festivals. We'll be doing a UK tour in September, yeah. um, including the Palladium in London. Um, and um, I, I, I can't remember what other dates have been put in so far. Um, we'll, we'll get and them all and we'll tweet them all and we'll make sure every, all, all the listeners can find them. Don't we, we, I'm coming to the Palladium as well. Rod. Oh, good man! Oh, I'm going to have Great. some of that. But a new zombies album could be on the cards. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it'll probably be uh, uh, eighteen months or, yeah. or, or longer oh, before it's beautiful. out. You know how long these things take in gestation, and the material's got to be written. You know, but yeah. we recorded the last one. It was great. We went back to the really old ways of recording, and we recorded it uh, uh, very much like the Stones have just done their yeah. new album. We we did it in a few days yeah. um, because we wanted to get back to that idea of capturing a performance. Yeah. And and we did the we did the vocals live and even the solos live. We just spent uh, it, the overdubs that we did were simply working on backing harmonies, basically. So that it was that exciting idea of, of recording in the old way. You Rod, know? so l- that was great. Uh, listen, man, I, I'm, I am going to let you go because I, I seriously I can geek yeah. off all night. You're an absolute legend, Rod. Uh, the, the 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 album uh, Odyssey and Oracle is is a masterpiece. I'm looking forward to seeing it done live in concert, and I'm really looking forward to hearing some new Zombies tunes. Thank you so much for your time, Rod. Thank you, Ian. Great pleasure, mate. Nice one, mate. Thank you. Bye bye. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.